Guys, welcome to Minefields. Josh and Michael here. Colin is MIA today. He didn't even text us. He didn't even text messages back today, man. What? That was some rude ass shit. Hopefully, he's banging his hot girlfriend. He does have a hot girlfriend. Miss Maggie is definitely banging. One of the like, it's one of the first things he mentioned when uh, uh, he mentioned he was dating a girl. Was uh, she's got some big ones? I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, my my uh, my big brother who passed. Uh, we used, would always quote uh, Beavis and Butthead. Um, when did you ever see Beavis and Butthead do America? I have that movie. Yeah. When uh, Muddy picks him up and like, hey, this is her. Make sure to take care of it. And he's like, yeah, you got any questions? And Butthead's like, yeah. Does she got big hooters? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, she does. <laughs> I like you boys. <laughs> But that's that was always his first question every time I talked about anybody. Like, we're even if I was telling him a story about like I was in the supermarket or something like that. Hmm. Uh, the girl who checked you out of big hooters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a, just every time or yeah. But we've got WrestleMania coming up, and we're gonna be as a treat because you, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Morales and I know a lot about pro wrestling. Yeah, we say a lot. And... We dabble. It's a little bit better than I'm, I'm an active novice. We dabble. We dabble. It's one of those things, you know, on the weekend, if we're feeling frisky, we'll put on some, we'll put on some pro wrestling, you know, with the, with the John Cena's and the, you can't see me. Oh, Jesus. I gotta edit that out. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> no. Hey. I, I, I like Cena, but no, no, no. no. Watch him on Wipeout. That's about it. Oh, dude. Uh, the, uh, we went and saw the, uh, we went and saw, uh, Nobody last night, and that movie owned, it was just, it was, a uh, dude, we gotta do a gimmick when Colin, when, uh, when Connor runs in, and, hey, it's Connor, say something, brother. That's true, we need to. Yeah. He's in the back room, he's just loud. No, he's a badass kid, man. He's got a better, <laughs> he's got a better action figure collection than we do, and that is saying something. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. But favorite, WrestleMania is this Sunday. Be there, be there, be there. And Saturday. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh Jesus. It's Saturday, two dude. nights, bigger and better. Are both of them seven hours long, man? Mm-mm. Three and a half each. Oh, thank God. They will eventually get to seven hours each, I'm sure, but not this year. Of course, it's one of those things that always piss me off when I'm watching the network and they. Like I paid for the network, I'm watching the network, and I'm and my show keeps getting interrupted with advertisements for the goddamn network. You already have my money. Leave me alone. Well, no, we don't have to worry about that. We just have to go to Peacock. Oh shit, man! I gotta. Yeah, damn! I gotta. Re, I gotta renew my subscription today for this week, or immediately cancel it. Or yeah, I think it's like I think you get like four months free or something if you sign up, something like that. I'll sign up for my other one so we. So, yeah, but then in four months, it's going to be like usual where I forget to cancel it. And... Yeah, you're not wrong. That's how they, they, that's how they get you. <laughs> that's how they get you. I think, it's one of like, I think it's like two or three, like three to five bucks a month or something. I wish we had some sort of internet device that, like, before they moved over to Peacock, we could download everything on, like, an eight million terabyte hard drive. Because what I heard, that they're, they're editing the dog shit out of, of stuff, man. And how do you even... I feel bad, like, for some poor NBC Peacock intern that's having to, like, edit Attitude Era. It's just going to be a big blur every time DX comes out. It's going to go from two hours to seven seconds. It's going to be great. <laughs> just get through an entire year in, like, a day. 
See, I've been thinking about this, man. I mean, it's been really, it's actually been like on the front of my mind. Uh, we're gonna have to buy every goddamn uh, wrestling DVD we find at every flea market or yard sale anymore to avoid ever having to worry about missing out or, or watching an edited version of something that just blew our minds back in the day, man. Uh, you're not wrong. I forgot I need to get my. I need to get back to my old. Uh, start adding to my old TNA collection again. Forgot I've got twenty or thirty DVDs from them that I freaking. Need to, collect, need to complete the collection. What did you think about the the T, the original TNA uh, ring style? Was it wasn't octagon? It was it was it was so five. Six sided. Six or six five. Sided? No, it was six sided. Yeah. But no, I, I loved it, dude. Freaking actually, um, there was a Fed and Amarillo back in the day. Redline Wrestling. I used to wrestle for. They had a six sided ring. Loved it. it was it was freaking made for smaller dudes. You just you know bounce off of stuff at any angle, and there's all kinds of stuff you could do with it that just. You didn't get out of a traditional four-sided ring. I really enjoyed wrestling in them back in the day. Was it a, was it the Tesla of rings? Yeah, yeah, maybe I could, I could see that. If we're gonna, I mean, they, as far as I know, they still use them in Mexico. Hell, oh, dude, I mean, do you remember watching? Uh, did you watch when the Young Bucks showed up in Triple A? When uh, I've seen, I've seen clips. When they came out, it was right before AEW like really mm-hmm. like hit. Uh, like, cause it hadn't happened yet. And, uh, they, I remember, I remember, uh, I don't remember how I got it. They downloaded it and like, I mean, Bucks are in Mexico. They were all over, you know, they, they did the, uh, BTE, uh, mm-hmm. in Mexico, but like actually watching the show, everyone in Mexico was like, who the fuck are these guys? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they were not happy about it. Like, you know, this, what would you even call like the Gaijin in Mexico? The what <laughs> Like. I mean, Taya Valkyrie is Wada Loca, so... I Wada mean, Loca, Wada, yep. She's, Wada works fine, maybe. She, she earned that, though, man. And she was... I believe she was backstage when uh, Rosemary got uh, almost... Uh, Sexy Star just ruined her career. Yeah. I know from, like, locally, freaking, if you were... Like, there's, there's a, there was a decent lucha scene in Denver. And I think there still is, you know, kind of with pandemic and all that. Right. But there was, like, it was, like, you were either, you were either a lucha or you were a white boy. <laughs> was what the term was. It didn't matter what color you were, because we had a little bit of everything. Right. But if you weren't, if you weren't strictly lucha trained, you were a white boy. Oh, dude, that that, that it's one of those things that like harkens back to when I realized why, like, because I'm I'm I've got Mexican in me. I've got Mexican. I've got Spanish, and I am also uh, native. I'm a 16th Apache, mm-hmm. and uh, I never because I'm I'm six foot three. I've got olive skin, but I'm not. I'm not dark enough. And then I was watching the boondocks and, uh, with uncle ruckus, like, uh, calling people high yellow. And I was like, wait a minute, black people are racist to paler black people. And, and all of a sudden it clicked, it clicked in my head. I'm, I'm not high yellow guy to, uh, to the, the shorter, uh, actually grew up in a area where you get an accent. Uh, and they, mm-hmm. they I'm, I'm part, I'm, They'll accept me, but not all the way. <laughs> I'm too tall. Yeah. I'm too tall. I've, I've got my truck has car insurance. Uh, well, my truck did when I had a truck, but now I've got a car. But it's got car insurance. Um, <laughs> but it's got car insurance, and uh, I realized, like, wait a minute, they 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 really don't like me that much because what there's something wrong with my skin or something like that. Like I'm not Mexican enough, which is bullshit. Because I've always told people I'm Mexican because even as a child. 
uh, I remember reading, uh, I went to uh, elementary school, I spent three years in Montgomery, Alabama, and uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've been told this this is no longer a thing, but during February, you will get a, uh, a specific new textbook, which is a Black History Month textbook. It was fascinating, man. It was okay. it was fascinating. I, I loved that textbook, but apparently they don't do that anymore, which I think is bullshit. Because like, where else are you going to learn about the, the Tuskegee experiments and also the Tuskegee, you know, airmen and uh, you know, war uh, war heroes that you know uh, fought for the fought for the North and uh, you know, apparently that's getting weeded out. But um, goddamn, I forgot my idea. <laughs> I was going some. I was going somewhere with this. goddammit. it! You're talking about not being Mexican enough. Yeah, and now, yeah, they're they're, and you're telling me that with the luchador guys, that if you're not a luchador in a mask, that you're just not you're not cool enough. Oh, you you sell the mask. You sell the mask. Like I said, I I trained for a year in strictly lucha, and still, you know, if you weren't if that wasn't where you started, you would you were they they constitute a white boy. Uh, it's just, it's just the way it was. It was. There wasn't even a disrespect to it. It just was, you know. There freaking, you know, it just it, there was a little separation there, a little bit of a delineation, if you will. Wasn't any like no, nobody, no, nobody said it with any type of malice. It was just, it was just kind of a kind of an inside joke. It was what it was. Not a, not a huge deal. I mean, freaking, I've, I've done that. I've been to you know when I lived in Texas, I wrestled freaking everywhere and anywhere I remember being in El Paso and you know walking around with the last name Morales people would talk to you in Spanish automatically assuming you were fluent and freaking I'm not is what it is are you Just third not. are you third generation Puerto Rican um second uh everyone when I moved to Albuquerque uh I remember I was saying to my buddy Carlos and uh, my buddy uh, Daniel and someone started speaking Spanish to us, and they're like, we don't understand you. And uh, they're like, why don't you speak Spanish? Like, we're third-generation Mexican, man. Like, uh, we don't know Spanish, man. <laughs> like, we yeah. only... You know, the, the reason we don't know Spanish is because our, our parents only spoke it to speak in code in front of us. Like, that's mm-hmm. the, the, that's the thing. Like, I've taken a bunch of Spanish classes that never... It never stuck. Oh, I remember why I brought up to see the experiments, and, and, and uh, it's because... I remember reading as a child about the the the, the one drop rule. Um, are okay. You, are you familiar with this? I'm not. Uh, back in uh, Jim Crow uh, slave times, if you had one drop of black blood, you were considered black. Oh, okay. And I've always considered myself Mexican because I have at least one drop of Mexican blood, and like, and I, I remember even even as a ch- a child, meeting people that had Mexican f- parents. And they're like, oh, my parents are Mexican, but, and this is an old George Lopez joke, uh, but I, he, he, when he said it, it was like, it's funny because it's true because I've met it, I've, I've encountered it millions of times. You'll meet this fucking sellout asshole that'll say, my parents are Mexican, but I'm Spanish. No, fuck you, dude, man. You're, you're Mexican, man. We're Mexican. Be proud of it. And I've always embraced the living shit out of my heritage and I love it, man. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh. I I really wish I had more of a rich culture of uh, luchador in, in in my blood, but I remember when um, I I really into wrestling. You know, we were talking about it, and my mom's like, "I know why you like wrestling," and I was like, "Why?" Because your 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 grandfather, my my mom's dad, he was my best friend. Um, he unfortunately passed when I was twelve, but she was like, "He never missed a wrestling match." Like, oh, nice. He never missed wrestling. Like he would be in the fields working, picking pecans, picking chili. 
but he never, ever missed wrestling. <laughs> like, when wrestling was on, he'd kick us off the television, and that's why you like wrestling. It's in your blood. And I assume you probably have a similar story. No, actually, no. I, nobody was nobody in my family was ever into wrestling. I freaking found it. My, I was hanging out with a buddy in, like, second grade, and we were, if I remember correctly, I think we were in his attic or whatever, and we found, like, a bunch of old wrestling magazines in there, like, old WBF magazines. Yep. And I was just kind of like, what the hell is this? Because, you know, I was, like, probably eight or nine at the time, right around WrestleMania 6 was the first pay-per-view I remember watching. And freaking, um, I was like, what's this? And he was like, oh, it's wrestling. And I was like, what the hell's wrestling? And he got me hooked. I remember going to that same friend's house and watching WrestleMania 6, watching a Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior, oh, which for the longest yeah. time, funny thing, funny story, for the longest time in my head till I was, because I hadn't seen that free pay-per-view since, but for till I was in my early 20s, I, I thought it was a two out of three falls match. Because oh. they, they do they do a visual pin where Warrior gets a pin, they do a visual pin where Hogan gets a pin, and then they do the actual finish where well, Warrior wins the belt. And in my head, I, I always in my head I always thought it was a two out of three falls match. Until I went back and watched it literally fifteen years later. That's beautiful. Yeah, you were just having fun. Like you're, oh, yeah, you're, dude. you're, you're I was hooked out of first match. Your mind immediately wrapped around it and like I don't know what this is but I want more <laughs> yeah, it's awesome that was why I do that was why I freaking loved Brutus Barber Beefcake was one of my favorites growing up cause like he freaking he, he had all the colors freaking on his gear and he cut people's hair and for like an 8 year old kid what was more badass than being like not only did I beat you up I cut your hair <laughs> I know right I've always thought it should be American law that if you beat someone up in a bar you win their, you win all the contents of their wallet <laughs> that's not bad or you can just sh- if they have nothing in their wallet you shave their head you shave their head they need to- people need to know my dad uh, rented me uh, Wrestlemania 2 and oh, nice. Wrestlemania 2 at Blockbuster and uh, we were living uh, it, like got a th- we were in Maxwell for Space um, in Montgomery and god I was it had to have been 91 92 mm. and um so, you know, a solid, like, eight years old or nine years old. Um, when was the first WrestleMania? 82? 83? 84, 85. Oh, wait, okay. And um, seeing Roddy Roddy Piper against my personal hero at the, ever since... Mr. Jericho? No. <laughs> no, at the time. At the time, it was Mr. T. And, ah. and even as a child, I understood the psychology. Like, when... Remember how... Uh, uh, Roddy, 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 Roddy Piper, and it was Mr. T and Hulk Hogan, and versus, versus him and Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful. And Mr. Wonderful, no, 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 no. Uh, Orndorff, uh, Orndorff, yes, you're right, you're correct. But dumbass yeah, cowboy, he, cowboy. Uh, Orton was Orton, on the outside. He fucked everything up, and uh, the the isolation, the sheer breaking of rules, the like, not really breaking of the rules, but the. The hearkening of of of, of uh, constantly pushing it to the limit, like yeah, you're you're in the corner, but your dude's over here, and we're gonna keep over here, and we're gonna stomp him, and he can tap out as much as he wants, but we're gonna keep stomping him. And dumbass fucking cowboy Bob Orton bucks it all up, and <laughs> I have hated like when 
I have never liked Randy Orton because of his dumbass dad fucking that up. Like it, it ruined the illusion for me. I was so involved that 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 my hero, Mr. T, I had I I had the Mr. T like you know the twelve inch uh, gentle giant one. My grandma got me at a at a yard sale. Okay. Um, I remember like okay, so I didn't like Hulk Hogan, but he was friends with Mr. T, so that meant he was my friend. But then after that, I got more and more into wrestling after Saturday morning car- uh, cartoons, and then it made no sense to me to like Hulk Hogan. When there's the ultimate warrior who's clearly superior. <laughs> Even though I was little and didn't understand that all warrior ever did was a couple of clotheslines and then step on you. <laughs> and, you know, you'd know, I'm not, I'm not shitting on warrior, uh, you know, bless his soul, but, um, that's all he really had. He was blown up by the time he was halfway to the fucking ring, man. And, yeah. uh. It, it, that that's that that was my intro to WrestleMania, and it was always the most special thing, especially if somebody, because uh, we were enlisted military. Uh, do you, you you know the difference, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were enlisted military. Like we were middle, we were basically upper middle class by today's standards, but we were basically lower class, uh, poor uh, in military in the eighties and the nineties. And yeah, but if your buddy. His dad bought WrestleMania. It was on. It was, it was on. It was such a treat. Do you? It was like watching, like you ever had like a an abuela or anyone that was like really into like soap operas and like I know it's Wednesday in the middle of the summer, but I know that today's the day when Bo finds out that Hope has been cheating on him. I know it. No, it's not happening. It's never happening on on. On, on regular ass SmackDown and Raw, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's never happening until. Do you remember the uh, the day the channels changed? Oh, the Foley winning the belt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was the day the channels changed. Uh, the The story behind that was that uh, uh, Vincey leaked it to someone he knew would leak it that mankind was going over. Mm-hmm. And it got to the announcers in WCW. I'm like, oh, if you care about WWF, because it was the F at the time. Yep. Mankind's about to win. Are you kidding me? We're changing the channel. <laughs> and then it, like that is hands down my favorite Raw of all time. By the way. Oh yeah, no, it's freaking. It was the whole story was great. Him freaking mankind getting the title shot because he put Shane in the in the actual amateur wrestling hold. I want to say it was a sugar hole, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But, like, I freaking gave him the match and the whole build-up. The freaking, you know, even, you know, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, he could have won it on his own. He didn't need Stone Cold to come in. But freaking, that pop was insane. Not, not like as every, ins- He not wasn't as, supposed to win. Not as insane as War Games, but, uh, but that pop. Um, now, uh, listeners, minefielders, MFers. Uh, you got to understand, uh, it was either January 19th or January 9th. Uh, January 4th, 1999. That was close. <laughs> um, but it was counting. The, the, the storyline, the, the build-up from that, like, remember, it, it, it was DX, and uh, it was uh, Triple H versus uh, Mankind. They're like, we're sorry, we're sorry, we love you. He was like their little brother. And uh, remember, uh, Triple H uh, was still in the, the, red, uh, the red tights. Mm-hmm. And we're sorry, we're sorry. And then uh, was it Legion of? Um, help me out here. Rock and. Um, oh, the Nation of Dom. No, Na- it was because uh, it wasn't. Na- he was. He wasn't Nation anymore. He he would already join the corporation. He was already part of the corporation, and they come out, and 
Shane's Shane's already in the leg, like that that leg lock. Or no, he's twisting the he's twisting the ankle. It, no, it was a, it was an arm it was an arm hold that was an arm totally hold? got him in. It was like a hammer lock with an arm bar or something along forgive, those lines. Forgive me, I'm usually drinking when I watch that. I usually watch that like you know how like chicks have like their I'm sad movie and they watch like Mean Girls and shit. Uh, that. That raw is I watch that when I'm depressed and it always makes me happy. And uh, they, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna break it, or but I'm gonna get a uh, title match tonight and no DQs. All right, all right, all right, all right, not gonna happen. But then like everything in between was such like th- like guys like you gotta know one thing really in particular about Morales. The storyline is more important than anything. It's about putting the asses in the seat and making sure you're happy. Obviously, to make sure that it's technically sound, but he cares. So when he goes crazy about something, it's because something's wrong and one of those little factors is missing. And if the, one of those little factors are missing, then you fucked up and we've got a problem with the Fed. Now, this particular episode of Raw was perfect. Remember in the middle, uh, it was Val Venus, uh, and, uh, I think Hurricane? No, it definitely wasn't Hurricane. Hurricane was still in WWE, or WCW at the time. Like I said, I'm always drinking on that episode. But, uh, remember he starts hitting on a blonde in the front row, and it just happens to be Ken Shamrock's fucking little sister. And mm-hmm. he's getting the dog shit stomped out of him by Ken Shamrock that could be... I think it was Steve Blackman. No, it was Ken Shamrock. <laughs> well, no, I mean, freaking, I think Val Venus was wrestling Ken, uh, Blackman, and then Sh- Shamrock came out once he started hitting on his sister. He's one of those one of those droppers that no one cares about, like Test. <laughs> and, Dude, uh, I, I like, Test was, Test was good. He just never got, they never freaking stuck with him. They buried him. And they wanted to from time to time, but they never, they never stuck with him the way they could have. Yeah, he uh, probably didn't do good business, who knows, but we're watching Val Venus getting dog shit stomp out of him, he's still hitting on the girl, and then, we see, and like you said earlier, Stone Cold comes out with the chair, that pop mm-hmm. was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> that pop was phenomenal. He comes out, hit to the chair, um, hit with the chair to the head, and then, you know, drags his poor body <laughs> over the rock. Yeah. And, you know, him holding that, ah, oh, dude, getting all goosebumps about it, man. But we're, no, no, it's solid. we're talking about we're talking about WrestleMania, and we want to talk about our uh, favorite WrestleMania moments because this Saturday and Sunday is WrestleMania. You guys, it's coming out. We're recording this Thursday. You guys are going to hear it tomorrow morning. Um, but Morales and I have been to a few WrestleManias, and we've also seen most of the WrestleManias. And we want to know what you guys think because we're starting a new gimmick here. This was Morales' idea, the question of the week. The goddamn best-ass question of the week. Answer to Tony Morales, because if you don't, you're not going to get booked, you're not going to get over, and he's going to bury your ass. And that's what happens when you piss Tony Morales off. Actually, that's not actually what really happens if you don't aren't good enough. He's going to build you up and tell you what's wrong. But, but don't piss him off. <laughs> Sorry, Morales, i, I got to tell it like it is. Uh, I swear to God, they were channeling they were channeling you in uh, this issues of of the Flash as, as Green Lantern, uh, Green Arrow. Uh, by the way, uh, but I, I love you, Smalley Queen. So that's all good. Yeah. So uh, you're listening to us talk about our favorite WrestleMania moments, and we want to know what your favorite WrestleMania moments are from this week. So uh, hit us up 
on Facebook, Instagram, or on everything. Uh, it's uh, Minefields P on Twitter. It is uh, also Colin and Josh at uh, minefieldscomicspodcast.com, plural, comics, plural, with an S. Uh, also, we're on Facebook. Um, we we don't do TikTok because that's for little girls, but um, hit us up with your favorite WrestleMania moments, and we will uh, we'll do a shout-out to you. We'll do a few of them. Like, just let us know what your favorite ones are. But uh, what WrestleMania's, Mr. Morales, have you been to? I've been to... 32 and 33, so we went to the one in Dallas for the first time, and then went to the one in Florida the year after. Ooh, Tampa. Did you get, he- was- did you get hepatitis mm-hmm. when you went there? I always assume that anyone... Oh, no, was- thank you. No, I don't... <laughs> I, I don't... Dude, I was wearing masks way before we freaking this pandemic. I don't, I don't trust people. Dude, I was, like, I was at 32 in Dallas, and I really wish I'd bumped into you. Everyone kept calling me Skinny Kevin Owens. Cause I, I had the I had the knee high black boots the uh, but this was the the KO post NXT so it was the it was the more letterbox for uh, more letterbox shirt with the 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 matching shorts boots arm tape and uh, these <laughs> these Persian dudes kept getting mad because I wouldn't stop vaping. But it was it was scary, man. Like there there was a lot of goddamn people there, man. Like it was, a, it, it was too many people for comfort. Like yeah. if if there was a terrorist attack, uh, they would have killed a hundred thousand people in one spot in, in in one one swoop move. Do you remember how long it took to get into that fucking bitch? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like, like. I mean, I didn't care. It was first WrestleMania, so it was all worth it. But it was totally worth it. But like, I had, I had, bo- I had uh, shooters in my boots. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a rush, and uh, we, I got, we finally got to our seats when uh, Lita pulled out the women's championship match uh, belt. Oh wow! Okay. She, that's when we got to our seats when she unveiled it, took the uh, the the um, the velour off of it and uh it was one of those special moments man uh uh, my homegirl i was hanging out with uh it was her turn to get the beer right after new day just lost to the what was the legion of assholes it was the league of league League of of nations and uh you know i'm a sexy boy star she's like i I, like our seats were right by the stairs and if i just took two steps forward i could look down the stairs and see her by the beer stand and mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels comes out, and all of a sudden, um, Mick Foley comes out, and I'm, I'm, she's talking to some some dude in line, just making conversation. And I'm screaming at her. She, I finally get her attention. I'm like, "Get your ass out of line! Get your ass out of here now! Get over here now! Now! Now!" Because there's, like, who else could challenge us? And she got to, uh, she she walked up the stairs just in time to hear the glass break. Yeah. Now, I had had two beers ready the entire time. <laughs> nice. The entire time. I had I had my two beers ready and the one I was actually drinking. And then that glass broke. And you remember how every screen, the, the, the trailers around, like, uh, you know, that, uh, like, under, under, like, everything's 316. Mm-hmm. I fell to my knees like I just saw God. I've seen Stone Cold wrestle before, but that was back yeah. in the day. But the glass broke, and he comes out, and he he just looks at these guys, and he clearly alpha. Follow me. Yeah. 
And I fell to my knees and I clapped those two ready-made beers and I I doused myself in that motherfucker. Like they like <laughs> I doused myself in those motherfuckers, man. And she was like, "Thank you so much. I I would have been so mad if I missed this." And uh like and she was like, "Oh, look. He's being nice to the new day." I'm like, "Wait for it." wait for it yeah. <laughs> wait for it but uh the the day beforehand we went to the we were uh we were in dallas and there was uh this like food truck like um like in downtown it's like this big like lot where it's like eight food trucks that form a big like uh rectangle and mm-hmm. there's a stage and uh the gimmick was you pay 10 bucks and you get a uh a bucket full of ice cold those uh Texan beers, like I imagine, it's what like they they were where Alamo beer comes from, from King of the Hill. And yeah. We we were we were paying out, but there was two beers left, and I was wearing my uh, what shirt, and um, I said fuck it, and she's like what, and like go, like I give her some cash, and like go take care of the bill, and um, but I'm gonna smash these beers, and uh, I'd never done it before. I've always because like, like we're outside, you know, it's like you know, actual ground. And yeah. I, I smashed those beers, and I'm chugging these things, and holy shit, it is a, you got to open your gullet. <laughs> you got to open your gullet. And I told her, we're probably about to get kicked out. And uh, as I'm chugging these things, uh, I hear, woo! <laughs> 316, baby! And then the second <laughs> the second I was done, I get a tap on the shoulder. Boss man says, you got to leave. Yeah, it's cool, man. I already paid my bill. We're out of here. We're out of here. <laughs> What, what, what were your favorite moments of that of that weekend, man? Uh, let's see. Where did from, you from that one? We had a, we had so much crap. I remember going to my first progress show that weekend. Oh, you son of a bitch! You've been to a progress show? Oh yeah, dude! Freaking when me and my wife went there. We went to a hit up Ring of Honor course. Freaking we hit up everything we could. I think the only the only thing we wanted to get that we didn't go to, we didn't get it. We weren't able to get to NXT. And that freaking that made me mad because freaking it was that when they did the classic uh, revival oh, versus I, I American was, Alpha match. I was there. I was at Takeover that day. Well, you suck, uh, dude. <laughs> dude, dude! I stole some kid's program. He went to the crapper, and I saw his program, and I, 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 I rolled it up and I put it. I, I rolled it up and put it in my, uh, like, like behind my belt. <laughs> Oh, his, his douche move. His grandma came back, and he was like, where's my program? And she's like, I don't know. And she looked around, and I'm like, I got my glasses on. You know, wearing sunglasses. It wasn't me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, demon coming out. We're talking, uh, that was the night Bailey lost the belt. Uh, yeah, to Oscar, huh? To Oscar, he did he do the, he did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre entrance that night, didn't he? Yes, he did, and also that, that's what it was. That was the that was the WWE first appearance of Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! The place him and Zayn, that's right. The place went absolutely bonkers, and and, and dude, the slaps. Uh, oh, not, uh, not, not that's the wrong word. The bone breaking f- sound of those shins hitting. Sami Zayn's face. How the hell do you survive a baseball bat that's connected to this guy's body? I don't know, man. Maybe we should ask Champa after freaking wrestling Walter last night. Jesus. Jesus. I saw some highlights of that, and I, mm-hmm. I paused it. No, I'm going to download it. It'll be fine. But God 
damn, the place went buck wild. And I gotta say, half the crowd were in Bullet Club shirts. No, 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 no not, not Bullet Club shirts. Though. That Bullet Club wasn't that popular yet. It was a lot of, um, god damn it. It's, I'm spacing on it. They had some indie shirts that I can't remember. But, um... Maybe Young Bucks? I don't know. No, it wasn't Young Bucks. No, that that hadn't mm-hmm. happened yet. That had, like, it, it was starting, but not... not it could have been, like, five years ago. Yeah. AJ was... AJ, AJ was still leader of the Bull Club at the time. Because the one of the last matches Shinsuke had was one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. Was AJ versus uh, Shinsuke. And oh yeah! Remember, it was outdoors. Was that wasn't Tokyo Dome? It was something else. It was. It was. Was it? I never remember venues. Oh Jesus! Less specific ones. That that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember seeing the match. I can't tell you what it was because I remember freaking. Yeah, because AJ would have debuted. No, because AJ debuted in WWE that Rumble. AJ and Shinsuke came out. Shinsuke was the last one to come out, so AJ was already in WWE because they all left at the same time. I liked. I really liked the bro mentality AJ had. I'm not. I'm not leaving unless. I'm not signing WB unless we bring Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. I love that bro mentality. Like just like, but he earned it. Remember, remember when he was on SmackDown and they didn't give mm-hmm. a fuck about him, and he goes to TNA and becomes a fucking solid goddamn superstar. Like another thing, when I get depressed, I just watch the AJ debuting at, at Royal Rumble. And the the look of, of I'm I'm about to shit myself on Roman Reigns that AJ Styles just came out and you see these videos where like everyone like the a bunch of buddies they're all wearing WWE shirts but there's one dude there's one dude in a Bullet Club shirt that loses his goddamn mind and like, like <laughs> nice. y'all don't know real wrestling and and then and then AJ came out and it was over like yeah it was over like and. You can super punch kick, Superman punch kick this guy as much as you want, but that flying forearm, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, it's one of the best moves I've ever seen in my life. When he does that tetherball thing, uh, I always I always call it the tetherball thing. Remember when, like, when you're punching tetherball and you and you punch it real fast because it, the rope is getting small and then it's coming around the side mm-hmm. and he does that he does that tetherball thing and then uh, Styles like the, the, the combination thing he does. Yeah. I'm assuming what you're talking about. In, yeah. the, in the Styles Clash. You know that... Uh, that Vince wanted to ban Styles Clash? That I did know, yeah, because that's why he started doing the phenomenal forum as a finish, and then he came up with the calf crusher after that. It was... No, it was, he had, no, he'd already had the calf crusher in TNA. It was uh, a Y2J was... My Hero that said, you gotta let him do that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, dude. It's a freaking face bump. Like, I know it got a whole lot of mess over the years for guys saying it was dangerous because people, idiots, tuck their heads. It's yeah. a fucking face bump. Yeah. It, if you tuck, why would you tuck your head on a freaking face bump? Never. And I and I know some freaking skilled, talented, world class guys that have freaking done it. But legitimately, you know it's a face bump. You don't tuck your chin on a face bump. Guys, we got some. Uh, sorry to interrupt the show, but we got some. Uh, we got the card for this week because uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but we were for a legit wrestling organization, Colorado. <laughs> We're shining. We're shining. We're shining. We make the we we help write promos. We help uh, film things. We take some photos. We do commentary. We're kind of. I just get mad and yell at people. Yeah, you you get mad and yell at people. We're still the shit. Um, Russell, many moments. Let's let's wrap up this conversation. Um, All right. 
WrestleMania moment freaking as far as the actual WrestleMania goes, probably as far as ones I've been to, seeing Zack Ryder pull off the win in that ladder match was super cool. Man, fuck um, you. That pissed, that. that pissed Zach, me off. Zack Ryder deserved it. I was, if it was a one-day reign. Yeah, and then he, and he lose the next day, and, but like he lost, he he beat my boy Kevin Owens. I, would, I did not go to, I did not go dress as Kevin Owens to WrestleMania to watch his ass lose. Well, you really should have expected it. It was gonna happen. I love Kevin Owens, but come on, he wasn't walking out of there with that match. Don't forget, uh, see, freaking as far as ones I haven't, I didn't attend live. Freaking, of course, the triple threat ladder match at X7 was sick. Um, seeing Eddie Guerrero retain the heavyweight belt at WrestleMania 28 over Kurt Angle. Dude, that was, was phenomenal. That was a celebration. That yeah. was, that, like, man, I've had some good-ass birthday parties. Latin birthday parties. Pinata mm-hmm. at the pool. Bunch of X-Men figures. Didn't even match that. <laughs> yeah. Freaking, uh... You know, of course, you, you, mean, you always get your classic stuff. Freaking, uh, say, um, probably uh, Chris Hero, or yeah, Chris Hero, Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels at 19 was cool. You mean Y2J, Y2J, my hero, the uh, culmination after Chris Jericho pu- accidentally punched <laughs> Shawn's wife in the fucking face? No, that was actually before. That was that was a different time. That, that was a time. different one? That was a different one because they freaking they wrestled at 19, but that was well before they had the big feud. Okay, so because the whole the whole thing was Jericho basically pulled a uh, he tried to be they did the whole comparison thing that Jericho was basically the next Shawn Michaels and that was kind of the storyline they ran with and that was at WrestleMania 19 because that was Shawn's second or third match back in the company after he came back because he had the match at SummerSlam 02 with Triple H the uh, the non-sanctioned match and then they did the one. Either he either he won the title elimination. I think he won the title elimination chamber. No, yeah. wait. I think I think the match with Jericho was next, and then like that after that he won the title at elimination chamber. Did he get or a smile? in elimination chamber in Survivor Series? Did he get his smile back? I don't give a shit about his smile. I never thought it was that impressive anyway. Well, as long as uh, mommy Shawn Michaels was happy, um, my favorite moment was being on Bourbon Street the day before WrestleMania. After getting kicked out of, uh, it was the day after getting kicked out of Supercard of Honor, and uh, like I literally got kicked out of Supercard of Honor, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that in mine feels after dark. Um, <laughs> I at least got to meet uh, Brian Cage and uh, see the Bucks, uh, but anyway. Bourbon Street. I was no shirt, just my uh, wrestling vest. You know that that wonderful, glorious Mark vest I got. <laughs> well, the one you handmade. Yeah, the one I handmade. It was super handmade, but it's totally official. God damn it! Um, yeah, fucker. Um, <laughs> uh, Bourbon Street. Hundred thousand fucking wrestling fans. You hear too sweet. You just follow the follow the noise. It's too sweet. You're wearing a bullet club shirt. Next thing you have like fifty thousand friends. Uh, almost getting a fight in the hustler club because uh, some asshole took my seat. But that was okay. I found another one. You did steal somebody's program. So I mean, you got what you deserved. I totally, I totally got what I deserved. I, I stole a little kid. Uh, he he had to have been eight. He came back. and was like, "Where's my program?" It, it was like super. Oh, he stole from eight year old dude. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, 
But his grandma said she bought him a new one. He took a money out of grandma's pocket. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for that. And I'll do it again. Oh, this is a special place in hell for people like you. There really is. There really is. Uh, but the Bourbon Street, the night before WrestleMania, uh, the day before, uh, me, Colin, and uh, said woman, uh, we were walking, we, we were just looking to find some food. We were right by the Sheridan. And um, right, in it, right at that moment was when Kenny Omega was taking those uh, fan picks with Stone Cold. Uh, that was where the, the con was going on, and everyone's looking around, and we're just trying to find some, like, a restaurant to eat, and next thing I know, I'd be, I see a big ball of dreadlocks and a backpack, and my height, and, and I'm like, holy fuck, it's Juice. Hey, Mr. Juice, what's going on? Oh, nice to meet you, sir. What's your name? My name's Joshua Michael. This is Colin. Uh, everything you do in New Japan Pro is great, um... We really appreciate the fact that you went through the young uh, young boys because it was young lion yet because I guess they realized that young boys sounded super gay and uh, we appreciate that you did that and um, it's just so nice to meet you and he's like it's nice to meet you too brother and we went and found a place to eat got some uh, some uh, crawfish and some etouffee and we're going back to the car and I I spot Mr. Juice down the road uh, about hundred yards away. And uh, there's this tiny little Puerto Rican guy next to him. I'm like, that's Rocky Romero. <laughs> like he's Cuban. He's human. But he's right Cuban. Out, what, oh, he's Cuban. He's Cuban. He's part of the Havana Pitbulls, Havana, Cuba. Oh well, I fucked up. I him and Ricky Reyes. I've been drinking. Yeah, I've, I've been watching those motherfuckers since 1999. I've been drinking, but it was Rocky. And uh, hey, nice, Mr. Juice, good to see you again, Mr. Romero. Nice to meet you. And oh, nice to meet you. What's your name, brother? Yeah, please brother me softly. <laughs> uh, don't worry, brother me softly. That, that, that was one, that was one of the times where brother me softly felt good. And uh, my name's Joshua Michael, and I was like, "Can we get a picture together?" Like we, uh, I worship New Japan. It's it's literally my favorite fad. I I'm a total fucking mark for AW, but New Japan Pro is in my mind where it's at. And uh, yeah, we'll take a picture. Juice, yeah, we'll take a picture. And Juice is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Japanese kayfabe." We're going to have to do separate photos. You cool with that? Japanese kayfabe. I got a boner. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. He he basically just tickled me softly on that one. And uh, we got a photo with Rocky. Got a photo with with Juice. And uh, did you touch his dreads? Oh, I totally touched his dreads. <laughs> but, I mean, Juice went through the real ringer on that one. He wanted to prove himself. And you remember... Uh, that Shinsuke Nakamura match uh, we were talking about earlier with AJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, Shinsuke and uh, Switchblade were young boys with the uh, oh. ice, with the ice packs, and it was so vindicating that like your your taste is good, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's one of the things about working. You know, seeing a liking a particular fed is you can see guys like grow over the years you know start out being you know job guys or whatever and work their way up the card to main event guys over you know years and sometimes over more than a decade it's a great story if you can pull it off i agree i agree it's it's uh it's like watching uh daytime soaps man uh i believe in damon ace balaam gino 
I love my Sammy. But I'm biased. Gotcha. We got a bearded lady, but how is Beardy gonna get? How is Beardy gonna get over? Because that, that's it's a good circus act. Because like uh, most people don't realize this is cornies and cornies and thieves, but I don't see Bearded being Bearded Lady in AEW, despite the fact that he's a, a, a superb wrestler. Like, well, it's a gimmick. It's, it's a solid gimmick. Just gonna see. It's all about you know what does creative have for you. In all honesty. Bearded lady probably has a better chance than a lot of other guys. Agreed. Because freaking he's got a gimmick. How would you book bearded lady if you were uh, you had the pencil or an AW? Would you keep it the same? Depends on what you're gonna do with it. Because like bearded lady in and of itself is just you know. If if you had like the whole act, like the whole three ring circus together, I think it makes more sense. Yeah, most because they just got you got someone to play off of. Agreed. Like they're all they're they're solid kids. They're freaking they're super new, but like freaking, it's you know you you would have to embellish it. It's like how the, uh, you know the Vod villains were a great act, but like they they you know having the having the guy come out in the entrance and do their freaking uh, like introduce them, like they were old school carnies, added an entire level to their entrance. You know, because freaking a lot of people like people love a good entrance, and you don't necessarily think of like you get those freaking solid like those once every takeover they used to do where they'd give you that solid entrance or that one time Jericho came out and they were freaking singing into the ring to his entrance music, but it was a choir. Like you get those every now and again, which is cool because they're, they're they're treats basically. I like. But a good solid somebody like. A spectacle of an entrance on a routine basis can add an entire new level to a to a an act, let's say. And that's something that like that kind of get lends itself to that kind of gimmick. Stone Cold, July sixteenth, two thousand one, WCW, ECW. That was the biggest pop I've ever heard in my life. Remember, remember Vince was begging him. Please oh, when he freaking when he came when he bring the old stone. Cold bring back. the old stone. Remember, he's like playing uh, pool with Deborah, and he's mm-hmm. he, he's having he's he's taking tiny sips out of a bottle, not a mm-hmm. not a can, and like uh, Ross Jim Ross is like, we need Stone Cold now. Who's coming up? That that truck screeches up. He's he's got that broken cue. He is he is beating the dog shit. There was no faking that. And then when he came out, we need Stone Cold now. That was the biggest pop of all time. Like, just, he starts stunning everybody. And it just, it winded up him and Undertaker, Kane, and Jericho, right? Uh, him, Undertaker, Kane, Jericho, and uh, maybe Angle. I Angle, think, it was Angle. Yeah, Angle, too. Angle, too. Just, it was just stunners, left and right, man. It was just... I, I don't think I, I can remember a happier time in my life. <laughs> like, and I'm not even exaggerating. That was one of the best moments of my fucking life, watching that life. Just, remember he's like, come on, man. We, you know, Vince goes to the bar. I remember uh, uh, Taker's, like, leading the, the troops in the uh, the group meeting backstage. Everyone's pissed off, and 
It's just stunners. Yeah. Stunners all around. But let's do some comics, man. Yeah, let's. I, I'm, uh, I'm a little confused. So, you read Next Batman number one out of six, and I read Next Bad Batman number six out of six today. Um, were we talking the digital comic? No, I'm talking about Next Batman Second Son 104 is the one I've got here. So I yeah, I didn't I didn't check out the digital ones yet. I hadn't had the time to the, look them up. The one I read, he's reading he's uh the the rat finder. He's this this villain is incorporating all of these uh orphans that he was his bidding. He's he's just a knockoff uh, rat king from TMNT. And uh he didn't get the cure. Cause... I think I think that's actually an old freaking. I told the uh, Batman the animated series villain, if I remember correctly. But because they definitely did something similar. But it's Lucius but I Fox's get where you're son going with the Rat King thing. It's it's Lucius, yeah. but like, let's hear it. But I think the character originated from freaking uh, Batman the animated series. Then they had him in like one episode of the first season. But yeah, no, we start out freaking. Um, they're in Vietnam, and Jace is actually over trying to break into this um, rich guy's house, basically. And you know he gets he gets caught in there, and he's got somebody named Ball, who's basically his guy in the chair. And the whole thing is he's basically trying to, you know, handle these these rich guys and kind of put them in their place. And he ends up getting a call saying that he's got to come home. And it's uh, he walks you know walks in after escaping this whole thing and he finds Grifter and Grifter's letting him know what the situation is. Oh, but pause, Grifter pause, just being pause for a second because we've we've only talked about Grifter once before. Uh, can you give us a brief uh, synopsis of Grifter from Wildcats? Yeah, Grifter. Yeah, Grifter used to work. He was a when Image first formed. He was in a team called Wildcats. Um, but he he got you know they all got bought over by DC. And Grifter is—he's basically a uh, a gun for hire, as it were. But his original series was he was fighting these aliens called the Daemonites, and they could um, they could hide out in plain sight as humans, basically. But Grifter was able to, you know, spot them. And you know, we didn't really see—he had a little bit of a run in the New Fifty Two, only about fifteen to twenty issues, if I remember correctly. And um, we never saw him again, basically. Shit, I thought he was one of the first and then ones he ended up canceled with Jonah Hex. Yeah. But he ended up getting hired recently by Lucius Fox after Lucius um, got all of Bruce Wayne's money at the end of Joker War. And he hired, uh, hired Cole Cash, Grifter, to be his bodyguard. So basically to handle all his light work, which apparently included getting his son Tim... To come back to America and be around, be closer to the family. These are these are hard books to read right now because if you haven't been following around uh, what's been going on, like you're gonna get lost in a little bit of a sea. But you're gonna mm-hmm. find yourself in a spot that I just found out what's going on, piece to pieces together, and I'm in. Yeah, the thing too is we're getting a lot of a lot of intermingling characters between um, different comics right now we got you know because they had that whole thing that we talked about briefly last week or the week before with uh them joker gassing arkham asylum 
and within uh, Infinity Frontier. And that is played out in the Batman books. It's played out in the Suicide Squad books. There's been a lot of intermingling between titles right now, which is, you know, if you're reading everything, it's great. But like, if you're only reading one or two titles here and there, it's like, what the hell happened? So it could be, it could be both a win and a loss, depending. I'm still at a loss for uh, what happened when uh, Bane took over uh, Gotham, because that happened so fast, and all of a sudden... Batman and Selina are, like, in the Bahamas, and they're slowly making their way there. Like, I felt a lot of, like, plot holes in in everything, but now I finally feel like we're back on track. Uh, The only true constant I feel that is really going on is that Alfred's dead and Bruce is broke. (laughs) And I'm loving it. I'm I'm loving it, because this is something that's never really happened. They're really... uh, all of the comic books I, I picked to talk about tonight, uh, I picked on a specific higher state of consciousness, and you are vibrating at the exact fucking dimensional, like, equation on this, man. Awesome. But yeah, no, so he ends up going to the airport, his family's there to pick him up, but his brother, freaking Luke Fox, isn't there. And it turns out that Luke Fox is still, um, still, uh, utilizing the bat um bat wing armor and is you know busting some crime at the moment and which is really kind of it's interesting because you know we get to the whole point that uh for some reason luke and his brother freaking jace they don't get along and like like we kind of get hints and bits of pieces here and there See, but they that, just they can't stand each other. See, that's what I like about this sort of uh, uh, interpersonal mingling here is the fact that the one is a super successful, the other one's a fuck up, quote unquote, and but they're both successful at what they do, but they don't really know each other and they haven't taken the chance to really get to know each other and figure out what's going on, and uh, the other one is taking a lot of bullets and the other one has the nine to five but who's really the good guy here yeah who's really successful uh, it's one of those things that like really divides families yeah and that's the thing is like you know they, they have their issues but freaking you know at the end of the day they're still family and freaking you know tim's got the or freaking you know jace tim isn't you know he, we have he's not the next batman at this point you know, we really don't really know too much about why he's doing all these extracurricular activities as far as breaking up crime. Like, we don't we don't know what led him to that point yet. So it's real interesting to see. You know, they're they're kind of doing the same thing, but they're doing it both their own way. And I don't I don't I'd never read Batwing when it was his own issue, his own comic. So I'm not sure how many people involved in the family know. That Luke is uh, Batwing. The little girl does. The little girl hey, does. So that would be Tiffany then. Okay. The uh, I read like so I've been confused about what's been going on here and uh, readers help me out here because I, I tried to look it up on the Wikipedia and it still didn't make any sense to me. So you're 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 reading an actual physical comic book of next Batman number one, right? Yep. So, I'm looking at, let me find it here, digital copy, 
Next Batman, Second Son, Digital First, Chapter 6. And the Rat Finder has got all these little kids that are orphans, and he's trying to save them, but, like, the cops are showing up, you know, killed masks. But the the demonstration of this is, uh, it's not splash pages. Like, it's, it's, it's tiny things, and hold it! Batman's trying to make his, uh, next Batman's trying to make a escape. I wasn't here, neither with you. Cop pulls his gun up. But I think we're reading, are, are, are you reading, like, physical copy of something that's happened already? And that really pisses me off, like... Well, no, this was, this was the one that came in the same, this one just came out last week. So I'm not sure if they're just already jumping the gun and doing a different... A different Batman set that's exclusive to online, kind of like how uh, uh, there was a at Wor- uh, World's End for Deceased was on, like, an online exclusive. So I'm thinking that's probably what it is, because like I said, this this set only goes to this is issue one of four, and you're saying that was a six issue set that you had that you're looking through. Yeah, it, so is, it seems like it's two different stories completely. Well, that makes perfect sense. What a what a cerebral way to do that to wrap your mind around what's going on with the next Batman, especially because he's black, not because that's a bad thing, because I have a abhorrence to like we have to have a black character or a gay character, but they're pulling this off in three different formats and building something great. Yeah, no, this has been super. It's been it's an interesting read. But yeah, we end up coming to uh, Lucius talking with Grifter afterwards, and just talking about what you know he's trying to figure out what his kid's doing out in Vietnam, and Grifter's like you know he wouldn't even fly back and you know on your private jet you know he he said he'd only fly coach, <laughs> and freaking he's just like you know then he's like you didn't he's like yeah but you already spent the money, so why would I? So like you know the whole family seems to be kind of not really sure. As to what's going on with Jace at this time. So it's been real interesting. We go to... We got a... Freaking Renee Montoya over here. Who's talking with uh, Mayor Nakano. We gotta have Renee. I, I love that... Like, it's, 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 a, it's a subtle thing for people that don't understand if you're watching it with your kid. But we've got Gordon. We've got Bullock. But Renee Montoya was the voice of reason. Yep, and that's kind of what we're playing on here, because freaking they're talking about how you know Jim, you know they they basically make her the commissioner because um, you know they talk about Gordon being a good cop, and Nakano comes back when you know Gordon was nothing more than a flunky for Batman, and he's why a lot of these issues because everyone we've talked about it repeatedly that Mayor Nakano's entire stance for getting the mayor um, becoming mayor was that. He wants to end the mask. He doesn't want any good guys in mask. He doesn't want any bad guys in mask. He wants to just eliminate everything and just make it even across the board. And that's what he's trying to play up to Montoya is, you know, you're a good cop and I want you to head this, you know, head this issue. And she basically becomes commissioner, which actually is a nod back to future state because um, when number, when the, uh, the agent number one breaks um, her nameplate in the office. It's Renee Montoya's nameplate. 
That's wonderful. So it's, yeah, so it's totally it's totally setting up. You know, it started at the end, and now it's working backwards. And we're seeing when Renee becomes the commissioner. You know, we come back, and Jace is meeting all the rest of the family. And Luke walks in and just walks right by him. And then we see that his sister actually eventually gets Luke to talk to him. And even then, uh, you know, Luke's still kind of just being an asshole to his brother. And like I said, unless you're unless you've been following this for a while and you know more than I do, please feel free to hit me up. He just he but, judges him. He judges him yeah. so quick. It's bullshit. Yeah, he's he's just he's a screw up with the family, and that's kind of the way you know he ends up meeting his dad and talking with his dad about um, what he, what needs to be said. I guess they're doing a, de- a a deposition for the family, and he's just you know, and his dad is even talking down to him. That's so, you know, and yeah, and a lot of this, a lot of this seems to be revolving around the fact that, uh, you know, the fact the Fox family got all this money from Bruce Wayne. His suit. And I'm sorry. Hmm? I'm sorry. Oh, good. Go I'm, ahead. I'm just looking at his suit, but the uh, fluorescent bat logo. The eyes are no cape. Uh, this is a digital copy, digital first, and. He's with the uh, Rat Finder, and he's got all these orphaned bats and, like, bricks. And the cops show up, and it ends with, you know, of course, it's his sister, right? That's in the coma? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the sister's not in the coma in my, in what are the issues I've got. Well, the sister and the other sister that's still alive, like, you promised, like, he, he revealed this secret to the little girl. You promised you would find the cure. Tiffany. Tiff, did you find Ratcatcher? Did he have a cure? I found him, but the police got there. And you didn't get a cure, did you? You messed up. And I trusted you, and you messed up. And she screams. And she runs away from him, and he grabs her. And then she just hugs him. Well, no, no, he tries to grab her, and she just hugs her dad. As they, the, the brother... As he looks at him, as he looks at him, and just absolute, I hate you. This is this is some serious drama, man. This is like summer, like, uh, this is a base analogy. But do you ever spend like a summer with your grandma and then watching Days of Our Lives for like three months straight? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, it's gonna happen today. Um, the drama in this is just as good. Yeah, but yeah, no, it uh, turns out here that um, Lucius doesn't even ask to meet with, with Jace. You know, he he's, he actually has Jace show up for a meeting. Like, he actually schedules a meeting, and that's one of the Jace's big issues, is like, you know, why couldn't we just do this at home? You know, why do you have to schedule a meeting with me? And he's just like, I need to talk to you about this de- deposition, and you know, you need to talk with the lawyers and whatnot. And he's just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. You know, I don't. You know, it's just not. That's, I'm just gonna say what needs to what I what's the truth is, and I'm gonna be done. And he's like Tim, you know, and he cuts him off, and he's like, "Call me Jace." So there's a, there's another aspect of the family, you know, process. There is like, you know, he, he's nobody wants to call him Jace, and we don't know why he's referred to as Jace. We don't know if it's a middle name, it's something if it's else, a nickname. But there's definitely. It's definitely something I feel like he picked up outside of the home. So I definitely don't think it's a middle name. 
but you know, he he talks to his dad and he's you know he's talking to his dad about you know so I'm, his dad brings up a mistake he made when he was seventeen, and he's and Jace looks at him he's like say it say what I did dad, and there's just they just look at each other and he's just like I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say and it's gonna be the truth, you know he's like thanks for the meeting I'll see you at home. That's something else, man. Yeah, that, that's, that, up... that's like a heavy hitting like like existential crisis thing. Yeah. God damn. But, yeah, he ends up meeting with his younger sister Tiffany, and you know she she ends up trying to talk them into talk him into talking, trying to talk with Luke again, and he goes tries to do it, and as he as he does it, Tamara just falls to the ground, and this might be where she actually starts going now goes into the coma, and that's where the issue ends. It's what? just the family holding her. What I'm confused about is the Omniverse, because now we, we went from multiverse to Omniverse, and what confuses me is it took me like a year to reread and reread everything Grant Morrison did from Multiverse, and now we've got Omniverse, and we're we're suddenly thrown into Future State from um, Infinite Frontier, and we're expected to know what's going on, but I, I, I also like the challenge that we're going to figure it out. I like that sort of thing. And Jace is, I gotta say, a better story than Bruce Wayne. It's a different story. I'm not so sure if it's better. I like I like the fact that even Batman's kind of starting from scratch. So we had the whole thing with the Joker War, and now he's he's not broke, but he's got substantially less money than he did. And he can't he can't go out and buy all the toys he had. Because it'll be noticeable because he's doesn't have you know he's you know doesn't have that much money. So was that including Batman One Hundred and Seven? Uh, Batman One Hundred and Seven, we kind of go over that one a little bit, but that one's still kind of following up the uh, this, this current tale of the Scarecrow. Help me out with that because I gotta say that my favorite action figure. I've ever had is the Scarecrow from Last Night on Earth, and he's cut in half, and he's riding Bane's mm-hmm. shoulders. For anyone that doesn't know the story, my mother said, hey, take me to Target. Cool. I just got my uh, bonus already for Christmas. Surely I'm not going to walk into the toy story, uh, toy area and find something that's going to cost me 150 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> sure did. Sure did, dude. I call, Dude, I called you like five times, and like the... the uh, the the uh, connection and target's bad. You know like, what are you saying? What are you saying? I'm, saying, I'm, I'm a grown man carrying eight pounds of toys right now. <laughs> nice. That's what we're doing. But this this new Batman, man, especially the Lucius Fox, I'm a little ashamed that they're doing it on side stories because. It's one of those things where I like, told you that I, I hate when they like, oh, we need a black character. We need a trans character. This is mm-hmm. organic. This is this is true blue storytelling. Yeah. True blue storytelling. I worry about this guy. Like, he's going to get killed. <laughs> like, like yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's basically Batman in Detroit without any guns or very good bulletproof armor. Well, that's the thing. is that, like, like I said, at this point, he's not even Batman yet. Nope. You know, he, he's got nothing going on, and it's kind of like, how does he, how does he get there? Because I mean, all of a sudden, you know, his family's got this money, 
And like the obvious answer would be, oh, you know, him and Lucius come to an understanding. Lucius gives him the money. You know, he's able to start being Batman. But if that's true, why? You know, and you know, in Future State, it was well established that his mother hates Batman, hates all mask, and freaking, you know, I'm, I'm assuming then that the mother doesn't know that her son's uh, freaking Batwing. But then again, Batwing might have been retired by that point. We don't know. Man. So, I mean, it might be something where freaking Batwing does something that he goes too far, possibly, or maybe he ends up inadvertently hurting a family member or something like that. And freaking, you know, now Lucius has two sons that are superheroes in mask, and he may or may not know about both of them, but the mom certainly doesn't. Can you imagine Batman and Robin that's not a little little kid? It's big brother and little brother. Oh, that would be... It would be freaking like the original version of Hawk and Dove. Dude. Because they, they were younger and older brother originally. Did before you, the first Dove died. Did you get the Hawk and Dove uh, Liefeld cover? No, I did not. We, uh... I was uh, living in Northern Oklahoma, and uh, the local comic store, because I, I would always go with Atomic Pop, but they shut down after some bullshit, and I had to go to Spinning Bullet, which was a great comic store. Nothing was wrong with it. I just happened to have loyalty, because it was the first one I found, and it took good care of me. And mm -hmm. um, they had this gimmick where you buy, give us 180 bucks, and you'll get, or, or whatever equivalent, I can't remember exactly, but just buy the entire New 52, and for the rest of the year, you will get a special present worth at least 50 bucks every month. And so I threw it on the one, the one whatever, and um, the new 52 came out. Came and got my whole stack of 52 comics. And Dan uh, was like, hold on, you're a subscriber, hold on, gotta get your present. He hands me, he goes to the back, shuffles around. Hands me the absolute version of the Long Halloween. You know, the giant-sized, hardbound, in the slipcase. Oh, nice. Okay. Hands me, and he said, this is yours now. I almost started crying. <laughs> <laughs> almost started crying. Um, I'm bringing it up because of that, but also, how hard did you pop for that Long Halloween fucking commercial? Oh, we didn't even talk about that yet. No, Sal Coney, we're talking yeah. that, like in in minefielders. You got to realize that like I'm I'm one of those guys with like all about brutality and a lot of fun. But Morales, Colin too, we're talking about a detective story. Like yeah. Batman came from Detective Comics, where it was deciphering a crime, mm -hmm. and this was a year long criminal escapade with Holiday. And the you've seen the absolute absolute versions. You know they're super oversized. Like, yep. pro probably take a bullet. We got the long Halloween. We had Jensen Ankles as Batman. Yeah. And he graduated from Red Hood to being Batman. Dude, you you popped like a motherfucker. I felt you. I felt you. Like who? Wait, wait, that one? Supernatural. <laughs> I was just like, ah, oh. I, I was like, yeah. I mean, I saw the commercial myself. It played, he, he does a good job, and I mean, that's like my, that's probably my all-time favorite Batman story right there. Is Long Halloween, freaking, 
that's a classic story. Freaking, it's going to be in two parts. So it's going to be like when they did Dark Knight Returns, part one and part two. It'll be, uh, if, they, if they can pull it off, I'll be, you know, it'll be fantastic. I remember when I was seeing Hush, I was a little disappointed because they, uh, they switched the reveal at the end for the for the cartoon. And I definitely, I wasn't as much of a fan of it as I, I would have liked to have been. Leave that for the spoiler edition, but... Spoiler edition? But I was... You know, for your D, I mean, the DC animated universe has always been pretty effing solid. Dude, I've liked everything with the since they redid it like last year when they did the uh, when they brought back they did a Superman one so far. They've done a uh, a Batman from the seventies, which was phenomenal. And uh, I, I, I one they did, but I have not watched it yet. So well, maybe I'll give you a review on that next week. Well, the uh, Long Halloween is a two-parter, and that made mm-hmm. me that made me it satiated the living guts out of me. Like, you can't pack Long Halloween into an hour and a half. Yeah, and they are doing the right thing in treating it like a true comic book milestone. We're getting two-parters. Like, remember, uh, it wasn't your one. Um, what am I spacing? Frank Miller. It was Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns, two parts. Yeah, they did. They did the two part. That's the only other two parter I can think of off the top of my head that animated universe has done yet. I gotta say, my one of my favorite moments of all time was Superman ripping open that tank, and Carrie is holding that slingshot with a piece mm-hmm. of krypton, with a piece of kryptonite in your it, like trembling, and there's no way he can stop it. It's yeah, just, it's a slingshot. It's kryptonite. You can catch it if you want. <laughs> But it's gonna hurt. <laughs> God damn that! That was so good. Uh, yeah. That and that and the Green Arrow shooting the free, hanging upside down, shooting the arrow out of his mouth because he's only got one arm, dude. Dude, because of Superman. Dude, that was a that was a total ripoff of an Ultimates uh, with Hawkeye. Pulled a pin out of his shoulder and shot a bunch of needles at people while he was like restrained to the wall. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that one came out first. I don't think because Ultimus was what 2000 ish, 99. Uh, 2000. Because they, they that definitely came out like freaking the the uh, freaking the graphic novel definitely came out first. All right, so I get it. You're better than me. I get it. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just older. No, I'm just fucking. I'm just fucking <laughs> I, you, man. I was there live, brother. I was there live, brother. I was there. Undertaker slap. Eagle sixty eight Vegas. <laughs> I was there. I was not there, but... Damn. <laughs> damn it, I should have been. Should have been, but I was in there and thought, God damn it, fucking stole I was, Dude, I wasn't even a thought in 69 shit, and I saw it 12 years before I was born. Dude, I was still swimming around my dad's balls at that time. That really disturbs me. <laughs> I guess it's a hot tub? I don't know. Kind of weird. Yeah, uh, my parents got married October third, nineteen eighty one. I was born August eleventh. I was born two days before that. Ha ha. <laughs> I get it. You said I'm bitch. old. No, no, no. Is that we're gonna the the point I'm of old, this? Cantankerous and angry at the, the world. The point of this is while we're ang- while we're angrily discussing this, the marks are gonna be setting up a stage because. We just gotta set the girl up. <laughs> yeah. We've done good for ourselves, man. We've done good. Yeah. Ain't too bad. But 
So what do you got next? All right, what do you got next? Uh, the comics I picked this week, I would like to describe as higher state of consciousness. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with The Flash, number six, number seven, sixty-eight. So Wally's done. I'm quitting. Barry. We have to hold just sleep. Batman. Hot Girl. Superman. Green Arrow. I'm out. Green Arrow's like... He's right. Listen, if the kid is telling you he's had enough, he's had enough. Why would you want him to keep going? Do you want to lose control, Jen? And I'm hearing your head just yelling, like, fuck him. Get him out of here. Don't want, don't want to do it? Get rid of him. And Barry's like, hey, come on, man. You know, it's not his fault. And uh, still, Green Arrow's like, point is, the kid is telling you he's done. I just wish he had told us before Sanctuary. Before ten lives had been lost. Before Heroes in Crisis. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And Flash, and, and we got Wally and Barry doing their last little race here, and... We get this beautiful splash page where they're, you know, they're running out. Everyone's like, is it, are those really them? And while they're running, and Barry has the plan to, you know, take the speed force out of him so we can have his regular ass life. And as it's happening, uh, speed force sucks the living life out of him and just turns him into this, like, you can always see this, like, empty body bag of a frictionless uh, suit. And Barry has lost his powers. Hey, I need some help here. Goes to Green Arrow. One minute I was about to sever Wally's connection to the Speed Force, and then his next surge of energy washed over us, and he disappeared? Yeah. Could have lost the Speed Force, or dead. And I just hear Morales. I'm sorry, but I didn't mean to. Uh, yeah. Green Arrow was not having fictitious anything. Wally ends up in prehistoric times in the body of a actual Neanderthal. We got a Brontosaurus. We got some pterodactyls. Oh boy! And they 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 bring in Mister Terrific. This is this is when I pop. <laughs> we can't figure this out. We got Wally. We got Green. Uh, I'm sorry, Barry. We got Barry. We got a uh, Green Arrow. We can't figure it out, so we're bringing Mister Terrific. Of course, you're bringing Mister Terrific because he's gonna figure it out. They the third t- smartest man in the DC universe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's 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 tune into the Speed Force, regardless of where he's at in time or space. We can talk to him. And he's in. He's getting chased by a modern-sized Velociraptor. For the marks out there, that yeah, the Velociraptors were little, but not as big as in Jurassic Park. But he's getting chased by a modern-sized Velociraptor from Jurassic Park. And he, and he can't outrun it. Not only can he outrun it, but while he's chasing it, it touches him and gets a touch of the speed force. He's jumping over hot lava, and this raptor is hungry. And still, Barry's talking to him, and he's still outrunning him, and we get to this point where uh, everything catches on fire, and he disintegrates. Barry, and we see this giant like nuclear blast, like as if like a, a comet hit the Earth. And the speed force blasting out. And Mr. Riff is like, we'll figure it out, we'll figure it out. And they tune in to Wally again, but he's in the future. And he's like, 
where are you? And he's like, I have no idea. And we get this Jetson-esque, beautiful splash page. And, uh, Barry, uh, I think, I think I'm in the future of space, and, uh, never mind, I'm in the future. And, uh, how can you be sure? Because I'm in Bart's body. You know, Bart? Impulse. Dun, dun, dun. Impulse. Impulse, because I'm in Bart's body. And let me tell you, his costume is snug. And, <laughs> and he's full body, but if you're looking in the mirror, he's still Impulse little. But he's like, what's that? Oh, nothing. What are you doing, Impulse? Run. And we've got Dun 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 next, the return of Gold Beetle. Hell yeah. <laughs> we're, we're talking us. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of... of uh, time travel but mm-hmm. when it comes to the flash just do what you gotta do man let's have some fun <laughs> oh yeah time flash is always flash is always enjoyable it's kind of it's always fun how they can kind of mix a science to where like it makes sense like you're, you're willing to at least suspend your disbelief when they do stuff like time travel and whatnot <laughs> well the interesting the question i have though is since he went to bar's body freaking was that caveman an ancestor possibly that's the what, problem. Was that caveman a freaking... Did, was that caveman at least a speedster? You know, did they have speedsters back then? Well, the thing is, is that uh, the caveman, where, where you're, looking at, you're looking at Wally, and he looks like Wally, but he's looking into like a, uh, like a, a glimpse of a, uh, a pond. Mm-hmm. And, and he's just in the Anderthal, but he's still out running a Velociraptor. And yeah. We don't know. It's a lot of fun. I don't care. Let's have some fun. Oh, I, I care. I just don't know if I want answers. I mean, it, it, we may or may not get them regardless, but it's interesting. To, it, like, there's just those possibilities are always there, and it's always interesting to think of possibly, maybe not. I mean, if we did get an answer at some point, like if he goes back to that same person, it'd be interesting to see what you know, or if you're into other cavemen, if he did go back, what would they think of it? Is that something that's readily acknowledged, or is it not? Well, the speed force is is overreacting. There's something wrong that is bringing Wally back to all these different places past, to try to fix it. Yeah, past future, and most people don't understand that. Like, you can't under understand a uh, a Flash comic book unless you realize you're going disjointed time. Mm-hmm. This is gonna happen, and. Like I said, uh, I mentioned to you last week, I got all the Morning Glories finally, finally, and Mm -hmm. a lot of time travel, which was a lot of convolutedness, but when it comes to Flash, no, this is great. We got Impulse. He's he's in Impulse right now. He's in the future. We got Gold Beetle coming at him, and even then, when uh, Barry and Mr. Terrific are trying to figure out what the hell is going on, they're, they're accessing Booster Gold's files, so don't tease me with Booster Gold. If especially don't tease me with Booster Gold if we're not gonna get a Blue Beetle. Just give us some good shit. Yep. Man, uh I know it's kinda cliche, but the uh the build up to Death of Superman with Guy Gardner's face getting punched off by Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, we've got these not as well as powered people as you would expect in Marvel, because you know everyone yeah. in Marvel's got these great powers, but these guys have limitations, and we've got emotional 
emotional vibrations we got to deal with, and I'm loving it, man. Because especially because they never finished the Flash in uh, Future State. Yeah. Not because, and then Freebury ends up losing his speed completely. Completely, he lost his speed in this too. He lost yeah. his speed in this too. He got disconnected from the Speed Force, and I don't mind it. Not least, but it's just a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm talking higher state of consciousness here because I'm trying to find the, the, the right quotes here. Both of you. It's Mr. Terrific. Both of you, stop it. This isn't helping. We have a problem. And we'll work the solution. That is something that most people don't understand. They, they, they don't understand that just because we disagree does not mean that we can't find a solution. We got, yeah. all, we got Oliver being a full-on Morales mode, man. Full-on Morales. Like, uh, whoa, let's take a breath here. Ollie, move out of the way. You've lost a lot of people, Barry. I'm not letting you sacrifice yourselves in hopes your potential suicidal matches in a bottle reaches him. That's not your choice. Well, today it is. And he throws down this argument. This shouldn't have happened. None of it. He would have been here if he would forgave him after what happened. You're right, Barry. Powered up. No. Uh-huh. Breaking Ollie? That that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't. He doesn't back down. No. Normally. No, he does not. No, he does not. He he had full on Morales mode. Sorry, brother. But. Oh, you're good. But the artwork was phenomenal. The splash pages. There was like four different types of art in this. Where, where the splash page where, where uh, Wally's about to give up the Speed Force and Barry's about to take it from him. We get the splash pages of, of, of uh, Wally getting demolished by the Speed Force going crazy in prehistoric times. Uh, we get the splash page of uh, Earth, like I said earlier, like almost comet size. And then we get to him in the future. It's like it, they completely switched to almost anime mode. They had a lot of fun with this, man. This, this sort of thing, when... Artists and creators and writers are having this much fun. I pop, man. I pop like a motherfucker. Like, just keep giving, give. You, you. Most people don't know who Impulse is. <laughs> I said Bart. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So we've got a good Flash story going on here, but the, the one thing that really pisses me off about every single issue of DC that came out this week was the last page was Robin number one. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, just waiting for it, aren't you? Just waiting for it. I love his new costume. We yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I mean, if they're actually going to do this tournament, and it just, like I said, it just reeks of Mortal Kombat vibes. Shit, man. So I'll see what they do. If they do that, who are they going to, you know, we know Connor Hawk's involved. Freaking, it'll be interesting to see who else is involved. So you get a, you get a huge feeling we're going to see a lot of familiar faces in that tournament. Mortal Kombat Final, man. Uh, the last one I got was uh, XL, and you can be, you can be a Predator, you can be uh, Xenomorph, you can be Jason, Jason, you can be and Jason, Leatherface, and Leatherface, man. Those, fu- those, those, uh, everything was perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I beat that game. It was solid as hell. Dude, all the uh, in between stuff, like, way to give us a story. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, we didn't sell nobody. Finally gets, like, one of the first trailers was the Mortal Kombat trailer, and I'm popping, but, uh, leaning my girlfriend, like, this looks awesome, 
But if the soundtrack is garbage, it's got to be, like, I know all the genres of, like, you know, dance music, you know, EDM. Like, most people say EDM now. Mm-hmm. That, that was not a phrase 15 years ago. It was just techno. Uh, but if you were a DJ or knew what you are talking about, it was, it was Deep House. It was House. It was uh, Hard House. It was Tech House. And But the Mortal Kombat soundtrack changed my life. Like, introduced me to Orbital, Sister Machine Gun. Uh, like, there better be, like, the... The, the fight song when, when they accidentally went to the pocket dimension to fight Reptile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get over here on the commercial, but I was looking for Reptile. Yeah. <laughs> Every... I was hoping to use some jock jams. Dude, we're gonna need some jock jams. What do you want some, <laughs> you want some? You want some House of Pain? <laughs> Jump around. Jump around. Uh, God damn, that was a Thank you, dude. You gotta give me some swamp thing because I I've got one and two, but you gotta lay it down. Why I gotta be invested in this, man? Well, swamp thing's interesting right now because we've apparently got a new swamp thing. Freaking, his name is Levi Kamai, and he's not like we're not really sure. I'm not sure what's going on with it because he's he's he falls asleep and then he wakes up in the Arizona desert as swamp thing, but during in a, the day in a he's desert. A, yeah, he wakes up in the Arizona desert, freaking as Swamp Thing, but and then he wakes up. He wakes up and he's back to being Levi, and he lives with this friend named Jennifer, and he's trying to explain these nightmares to her in a way that doesn't make him sound crazy. Because he, like I said, he wakes, he goes to sleep, and he's he's Swamp Thing, and he's in this Arizona desert, and he's uh, talking to this guy that calls himself the Pale Wanderer. And he's like looking up. He's looking up stuff on the computer to try to validate what's going on. And he he wants her to believe him. And like she she's trying, but there's just it it doesn't make sense. Yeah, a a swamp in in Arizona. So we're we're again higher state of consciousness. We're, we're well, it's not even a swamp in Arizona. It's a desert in Arizona. No, that's that's my point. That's my point. Is that this is higher state of consciousness? We're we're gonna. What's the most challenging point you could put Swamp Thing at? Is in a desert. Yeah. You know, and then they're they end up they're talking about it on the outside of their apartment, and we see somebody's taking pictures of them, and and you know they're talking about how the uh, the subjects at location. So somebody knows. Somebody in a higher position knows what's going on or at least thinks they know and we end up going to this bar in Aztec Town, Arizona and these two guys are talking and one of them's a, a cop and they're basically talking about ghost stories and they talk about the uh, he's like one of them's just like remember what I said about people that come out into the desert and the other guy's like the quiets and he's like no quietus oh and he's like, I found mine in the Pale Wanderer that night. And he's, he, this guy's just staring at me and he's talking about there, there, there's no going back now, Sheriff. And basically the uh, quietest tries to kill him. And then Swamp Thing ends up coming out and fighting him. And, like, you know, the Pale Wanderer just kind of, you know, destroys him, basically. Because the, uh, the Sheriff's out there, you know, he, the sheriff's gonna die. He knows it. He's just kind of accepted it. 
But then, you know, Swamp Thing comes to the rescue and they're fighting. And he and the Pale Wanderer ends up just ripping freaking ripping Swamp Thing to shreds. And it's talking about, you know, do you even, you know, do you have veins? Are you, you know, you think you're human? Is that like a, a blade throwback? Like, do you blush? <laughs> do you bleed? A little bit. I didn't think about it, but you're not you're not wrong with that. No, Super, Superman was a uh, do you bleed and uh, Blade was do you blush? That's right. I thought about that in years. Jesus. But, you know, he, he talks about how he's, you know, I'm Levi Kamai, or Levi Kamai. And then he's like, I, I was made in the wetlands of Kazaranga. You know, I was a man, but not anymore. Which, you know, plays into the fact that freaking, you know, the original Swamp Thing, Alec Holland, thought he was a man, but he wasn't, a, you know, it comes to find out he basically just absorbed them. There was a plant that absorbed the memories of Alex, of Alex Holland. And freaking, you know, it kind of makes you wonder what's going on then because this swamp thing knows he was Levi at one point, but he's not a, he's, he's not a man anymore. So if he's not a man, why is Levi in this apartment with Jennifer? Great question. Uh, Higher so consciousness. We're, we're questioning things. This is going to a point, point where it's not just bad guy versus good guy. We're talking space between. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, they're they're brawling, and you know, um, the pale wanderer ends up ripping Swamp Thing open, tearing out his plant-based heart, and eating it. Wonderful. You know, and then freaking, he you know, he starts getting a tummy ache, and next thing you know, <laughs> branches are bursting out of every pore in his body, and the sheriff's running away for his life, and the last page is this gigantic hundred foot plus tall tree growing out of this, out of the pale wanderer in the middle of the Arizona desert. And you just see the, the sheriff looking back, just saying, my God. Are there any uh, clues on this one where they're using like uh, Icelandic words with a lot of consonants where like you is, uh, is, is being born the, the tree of no. life. I mean, it definitely, it definitely could be a tree of life. I hadn't thought of that, but definitely not. Um, and I was actually wrong because there's a little bit more. Because Levi, uh, Jennifer wakes up the next morning and walks in, and Levi's up already doing dishes and whatnot, making breakfast. And he's just in the best mood he's ever been in, talking about how he feels better than he has in days. And they just sit down to have a comfortable breakfast together. And you know they they quickly go back to a news report that interviews the uh, the sheriff, but then we then we find out that uh, a certain Cape Crusader is watching this interview. So Batman's trying to figure out what's going on with this as well. And we go to uh, Prescott Industries in New York, where one of the reporters is meeting with somebody. We can't see who they are, but this uh. He's got two files with them. One states mergers and acquisitions for the Sunderland Corporation. And the other is an R&D um, pamphlet on the Holland phenomenon. So somebody somebody knows about Swamp Thing. And somebody's definitely doing research 
on uh, what happened to Alec Holland. Dude, we need like a, a sanctuary where we're both reading comic books, smoking cigars, sipping on some. I assume since you're a part of Ricky, you like rum. Uh, just fucking me. Uh, Sadly, I do. You're not wrong. I am the stereotype. Drinking some whiskey. We got we got some good music. Uh, our girls are like, yeah, that's their time. Leave them alone. <laughs> so. What did you think about the Shakespearean uh, attributes of this current story? Well, I was thinking that the story was not progressing far enough, but I'm definitely intrigued by the fact that we've got a different Alex. Alec, and... Well, tell me more, good friend. (laughs) (laughs) Shaking off some ashes off my smoker's... My smoker's uh, jacket. Let's, let's, Let's talk about this. I thought we need a grotto. Dude, we, we need a grotto or just... Actually, we really just need a garage with a with a fridge and a record player and a couple of good speakers and... And, make and sure jock that, jams. And some jock jams. Like, just one of those things, like... What do you see this? Like, it's one of those things that I'm just... It's it's really protected. Just leave, leave, leave the boys alone. They're talking about wrestling. They're watching wrestling while they're reading. And Swamp Thing just came back, and apparently, my man can't sleep tonight because all he can think, all he can think about it. Like, like, did you, did you ever watch? Did you ever stay up late watching Up All Night on USA uh, and uh, watching the original Wes Craven uh, Swamp Thing? Mm-hmm. Dude, beautiful mad scientist scene. We got some big titties jiggling. <laughs> She's, <it's, laughs> you remember the he's running across the the swamp. And uh, Swamp Thing's special, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making stupid shit, stupid shit up, but like Swamp Thing is special. You don't just accidentally like Swamp Thing. Yeah. I remember definitely picking it up or watching the uh, the old TV show. I believe it was on USA back in the yeah, day. Yes, sir. That was a good-ass show. Yeah, I remember when I did that, and I, got, I picked up the first season on DVD... Of uh, when DC had their streaming service. Dude, we were leaving uh, Walmart today, and my girl's like, "What are you doing?" Jenny's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, uh, "Just gonna check out this Redbox." And she's like, "Why?" Um, I can download everything you want. And I'm like, "I know, I appreciate that, but Morales is looking for a hard copy of uh, New Mutants." And oh, I picked on. it up the other day, actually. <laughs> oh, you fucker! <laughs> Forgot. Yeah, I, but, that. I haven't rewatched it yet, but looking forward to it. They had no, no AEW figures, completely clean, just the belts and the the shitty ten dollar ring. Um, I need an MGF. You're gonna have to go online, man. I'm pretty sure you're not gonna find it anymore. I barely, I barely, barely even know to find uh, series three. I don't know what's freaking my son's missing his young bucks anyway. I don't think he cares, so I read I read yesterday that Tony Khan is worth eight million and Vince is worth two. No, I'm sorry, billion. The Khan Damn. family the Khan family is worth eight billion and Vince McMahon is worth two billion. Nice. And we've got blood and guts coming up. Remember that was stolen from us last year in war games? Mm-hmm. Uh Let's see what they can do with it, man. I mean, you know, freaking 
they appear to be big fans of old school wrestling when they do it, and they do it really well. So shit, we got blood and guts la- uh, two weeks ago with fucking Britt Baker, man. That unsanctioned match with Thunder Rosa, god damn. Yeah, that was a good show. <laughs> god damn, that was phenomenal. Like, like I remember when I first saw uh, uh, Adam Cole on PWG, and uh, he's good, and he's definitely worth being the uh, in in facto. A leader of the American version of Bullet Club, but everyone knew that Kenny uh, was commander in chief. But Britt, goddamn, <laughs> that that was that was something else, man. Yeah, well, I've been mean, talking about how good Britt Baker is for a while. Freaking, she's easily the best character they've got in their women's division, and I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a fan. Freaking, I think she definitely. I'd like to see her as champion soon. She's got to be champion, man. Like, uh, I want to see a chicken shit heel fucking run with her the way they did with uh, Rollins. I I posted on Facebook the other day that it was six years ago that Rollins first got the belt, and we had one of the best chicken shit heel runs of all time before he fucked up and, you know, fucked up his knee in Germany with Kane, but... Yeah. we We need more like that, man. And they're giving it to us in spades on a Wednesday, not just a, uh, you know, a pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with it, man. I haven't made it all the way through this week's episode yet, but I made it through uh, the majority of it. I think they were beating down Jericho, and I freaking had to turn it off for the podcast, so... Ah, we do what we gotta do. I appreciate you. That's all good. (laughs) You like elevation so far? Uh, Ryzen, Ryzen's about to, about to show up. Yeah, it's been, I I like the difference in commentary with Paul White and Tony Schiavone, because they kind of really come off, like they're just, you know, they're just two buddies sitting down BSing about some wrestling. Like what? Like almost, so like almost that, but thirty it years of those guys being friends. Yeah, and I just it just kind of comes off that that's really good. But other than that, it just comes off like dark, and it's like it's freaking you know that's another one of those programs that's just too damn long. <laughs> I, I don't I don't need two freaking hours of local wrestler versus established star. Like it's cool, but give it to me in like thirty minutes to an hour. Or, and don't do the exact same thing the next night on freaking dark. Short and sweet. Get yeah. Short and Dude, sweet. If they want to, you know, freaking everyone's been talking for a while about freaking their women's division. Like, oh, you know, the women's division's garbage, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, they're finally starting to really put some stuff together. Dude, freaking do a, what? Freaking do an hour long women's show. Like, don't, you don't need to freaking have a belt for it or nothing, but freaking maybe every once in a while you feature the champion on there in the main event defending the belt. But like you could have you could have freaking you know you could have jobber matches and freaking put the uh, put late little give local ladies a chance or maybe move up somebody like an Alex Gracia who's been featured prominently you know freaking utilize her more or uh, Kaylin King Kylan King's another one that's been really featured well you know and have them you know have them mix it up with different people and it, it, you know do a freaking uh, do a female do some female commentators. You know, why not? 
Who's that, who's that girl they brought in like last year? That she was was Tony Schiavone with like two matches. She was she she had the glasses. What the? She used to wrestle. God, I'm, her, she from Ring of, their lawyer from Ring of Honor. Yeah, Veda Scott. That is the yes, They brought her. They brought her in, and she freaking did the. Uh, she did commentary for the women's tournament they did. Yes, sir. The tag the tag team tournament they did. They didn't bring her ass back. <laughs> no, she she was great, dude. Freaking, I've been a big fan of hers for a while. Freaking, she because she just comes off like like she had, she brings her she's always been able to play her gimmick really well, and she comes off really intelligent in promos, and she's really good at commentating. She a bully. So like, why not her or you know bringing a uh, Dasha Gonzalez? They've got doing backstage interviews. You know, have them too, and then she does Spanish commentary anyway. Yeah, she does. We're gonna have have them have them to maybe give them to a shot at freaking doing commentary, and give it like I said, do an hour long women's only program, and just freaking highlight it, showcase it, give me, give me a reason to get invested. That was one of the biggest things about uh, when Rio Mizunami won the their women's tournament and had the shot at freaking Sheeta, was like nobody knows who she is, nobody cares. Like, there are a couple people that were probably knew she was and love her. But, like, you know, for the average the average fan in America, we don't know who she is. You didn't do anything to, like, highlight her. You didn't do, like, a pro, like a huge promo package. You know, even, have, you know, freaking have her cut promos in Japanese. That's one of the best parts of Asuka is when she just kind of, you know, goes in and just speaks Japanese. She comes off like she's crazy. Yeah. Utilize it. It reminds me of when uh, Pentagon was doing uh, promos in Spanish in Lucha Underground, and mm-hmm. they, they would mistranslate it on purpose. If you knew Spanish, he was not calling them uh, El Pendejo. He was, yeah. He was saying way worse. He, he flat out said, Maricón Puto. <laughs> nice. he, he flat out said, I heard Maricón Puto a couple of times, and they, they, mm-hmm. they mistranslated it as someone I wished... To be friends with, like it was, I popped. <laughs> like, nice. like, 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 you, 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 like that was so, so much fun, and yeah, I, I've been waiting to talk about this all week. Uh, and, and it was um, Superman versus Imperious Lex. So obviously okay. a, uh, a a pun on words for Imperious Rex for Namor. We've got we've got like 60, 70 years in the future, and. Uh, the planet that Lex has inhabited and has become their end-all, be-all king, and he's controlling the media. Mm-hmm. And he's doing some Nazi shit, man. Like, uh, it's not my fault you guys are impoverished, and all of a sudden all of the rubies and gems that I was paying you with are now worthless. It's this guy's fault. <laughs> And Aww. and it was so sad because like uh, uh, while that's while this big speech is going on, uh, his little robo helper is like, oh, I love my master. <laughs> he's so <laughs> uh, he's so beautiful. Like everything is is going great, and his name. Uh, I'm looking. I'm, I'm scrolling through here, and he's just holding his hands like he's such a great leader, so strong and sure himself. And uh, if it wasn't for Superman, we'd be rolling in credits. And does he love me? Is creation an act of love, or does, or do we create in order to be loved? And I think we all know who were responsible for Lois Lane's escape that brought Superman here, that ruined everything. 
X99. <laughs> he just points at the, the closest guy to him. And he's wearing a, a superficial face. Like, uh, he's... He's got a fake face to make him look younger. Huh? Like Oh, wow. And for war crimes, X-99 hereby is banished from <laughs> Lexor forever. And, and his eyes get all big. No, benefactor, please. And they, they, they bat him to the moon where, <laughs> where Superman left the giant destructor robots that were uh, going from planet to planet, like getting these crystals and building their economy up. He Superman wiped out the 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 memory of these guys so they're they're basically just dead robots on a moon and x99 is like oh maybe i should wake these guys up maybe i should impress my master at the same time though uh older lois lane and superman are like hey these guys uh need some sanctuary we we, we got to give them some sort of uh refugee status and like hey fuck you guys we don't care uh the watcher's like ah fuck you don't care uh well we still have to uh they're advanced enough to be in, in, invited to our order of planets and Lex Luthor's controlling media uh, X-99 resurrects these robots who have been effectively mind wiped uh, because the last time Superman conquered them, the second time he came to the Red Sun and uh, him and Lois like, you know what probably shouldn't go there, let's go get these robots to get there, they're gone and they're already killing all mass amounts of people on Lexor and Lex is controlled the media. Uh, these robots aren't killing you. In fact, everything is okay. Everything you're hearing about is a lie. And I love you. <laughs> it's all X-99's fault. And as these robots are running crazy, like, we're getting... Lois is actually doing her job as a reporter. She hijacks the airwaves. These people are trying to kill you. Superman's saving people. And we get this... Knocked down Drago with Lex, and, and you know, he's got that like Iron Man costume. Mm hmm. And he's like, Oh, you didn't think I had a contingency plan, didn't you? Uh, you don't, I don't fight you everywhere and not have a backup plan. Pulls out all these red crystals that harness the red sun, completely debilitate Superman. And uh, X99 is like, Wait a minute, maybe something's wrong. <laughs> Maybe Aww. I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't do this. This was a higher state of consciousness. Like it was. It was all about this. This lackey. This Mark, trying to impress his master and Superman and and Lois, just being a kick-ass team. I loved it, man. Like like we've got people that like like when this giant monstrosity of a, a, an evil robot, like the uh, in Avengers, the the floating snake uh, with all the all the armor. They fight. Oh, yeah. okay. They like. Superman knocks one out, and one of the uh, Lexor uh, civilians finds a this robot was created by Lex Luthor plaque on it. Like, he did this to us! And uh, it, it, it was a lot of fun. And Lex is at his absolute hubristical, like, paramount here. Like, he's like, you can't beat me. Oh. But now everyone knows what you're doing because my wife's a reporter. Let everyone know. Destroyed the crystals that are harnessing the red, the red, uh, the sun. Superman's back, and we're back. These guys are now refugees, but we've got uh, Lex in a, a cage with X-99. And uh, he's just talking to himself, and who are you trying to convince, Benefactor? And I'm just happy to be with you. Uh, so long as you have a place in it, speaking personally, I've never been happier in our little cube. Great, glorious. Back to, and we get the, uh, I love when we get the, the coming up next, 
Superman in DC Comics proudly presents Imperious Lex, Future State Part 3. The end. We finally, remember, remember I popped. This, mm-hmm. was, this was two months ago. And I was like, they didn't finish Future State. And like, no, they did. And like, yeah, we had part two of three, but we we only got a DN on one of these things. And then, of course, I turn the page and we get Robin number one. I'm like, all I want to read is Robin number one. <laughs> That's what I hear. Shoot. <laughs> God damn. Uh, it was just a lot To the of... death. To the death. That's Robin, man. He's betraying his mom. He's going on his own. And uh-huh. I know everything we just talked about Superman was cool. But it's all shit compared to what I can't wait to read about Robin. <laughs> yeah, DC's put out a couple books like that that I really kind of put them down. I can't wait for the next issue to come out. So, cheers to him for that. Cheers. What's the proper Morales cheers? I mean, we we always uh, high five and stuff. If we were having a drink, if I'm buying Morales a drink. Maybe a good old-fashioned huzzah. A huzzah? I do like a good huzzah now and again. We'll, we'll do huzzah for sure when we cheers, but what's what's the ingredients in the drink, motherfucker? Dude, I drink simple men. Like rum and coke, like tequila. Rum and coke. Drinking, I'll freaking drink some Not Your Father's root beer every now and again. All right, we're taking tequila shots. That one's... That was just for the taste, though. We're taking tequila shots. We'll, we'll, we'll do the high-end before we start getting loaded. We'll do a high-end uh, tequila shot. Then we'll do some rum and coke. And then we'll just uh, gradually deteriorate from there on. Loud and clear. But if, uh-huh. if you want to order Joshua Michael a drink, you order the worst whiskey they have. I want pure gasoline and a PBR. <laughs> My girl's always like, why do you always order the cheapest shit? I'm not cheap. I want the burn. <laughs> so I'm not cheap. I'm just easy. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just easy. It's like, I, I've been listening to death metal and hanging out in punk rock bars since I was like 19 years old. I want the cheapest shit because it just reminds me of home. <laughs> like, just that. <laughs> just reminds me of home. I know I can have something really good. But if it doesn't burn, I don't want it. <laughs> don't want it. Give us some uh, crime syndicate, man, because uh, honestly, man, I'm surprised that you and I haven't gone into everything that came out yesterday, because I've <laughs> read everything already from yesterday. Like, I haven't got a chance to yet. I've been kind of just waiting on waiting to get through this first, just that way I've got all my ducks in a row. Well, give us some crime syndicate, man. All right, let's see what I got here. So it starts out, we got Owlman talking. Because as we know, freaking from last issue, Starro the Conqueror has invaded this particular Earth, and they have Ultraman, and they've got uh, they got Johnny Quick, and Atomica, and Owlman's upset because they don't freaking they nobody came after him, and he's like, you know, that as usual that just gives me an edge because nobody thinks about going after the guy without superpowers. And he's he's over here fighting these all these starros, cutting them up, and we see they're they're all bleeding black blood and whatnot. And we find out apparently freaking uh, Owlman's got a little bit of a death wish because he's just you know they're like he's like they're just the latest obstacles to kill in the pursuit of the nothing that I crave. 
Awesome. So we ended up going to the White House where Oliver Queen, who was president, and Donna Troy, who was Superwoman, and the Secret Service are also fighting off these Staros. And, you know, Oliver Queen, you know, over here fighting with his not green arrows, but he's got a, a black bow. And he's talking about how they're going to they're, they're gonna fight these off together. And Superwoman just leaves him there. Just leaves him there to fend for himself because <laughs> Ultraman shows up. Hell yeah. And Ultraman, like I said, has a, a Starro on him. So he's mind controlled. And he you know and they're just like, you know, whatever, you know, Starro's in his head talking about whatever it takes, bring her to us. We need we need her. So they just they just start squalling in all, all over the place. They actually end up running through the uh, uh Washington Memorial. She broke the dick. Yep, she sure did. So we turn around and uh Bruce Wayne is backing or not Bruce Wayne, Thomas Wayne. Bruce's brother, who survived. This one's not actually his dad, it's his brother. Tomaso um, Champion Jr. Yep. And he's, uh, he's, you know, examining, him and Alfred are examining uh, a dead Starro, looking for clues on him. And we go instantly back to Superwoman and Ultraman. Uh, Ultraman's got Superwoman in a, uh, a full Nelson. As they're both zooming into, they zoom into space, and they end up uh, going through a satellite or a space station that actually has inhabitants on it, and they're over here fighting, and just they're kind of just talking shit to each other, while the the astronauts are dying because there's no <laughs> there's no oxygen, and they just went through their space station. Yeah, fuck them. Yep. <laughs> And uh, Superwoman ends up throwing Ultraman back down to Earth. Sorry about that. Moving my mic. Oh, you're good. What the fuck? Come on. Calm down, Mike. There we go. Yeah, they're just talking about how every uh, Superman... It goes back to Owlman and Alfred. And they're talking about how uh, all these major cities with all these superheroes were the first places to be hit. And it's obviously because they're trying to take over the superpowers beforehand. And Ultraman and Superwoman come back down into to the White House. And they're still just brawling. And then somebody else punches uh, Superwoman. And it turns out it's Johnny Quick. He's <laughs> also, also been possessed by Starro. And she's this over here fucking fighting everybody. This is too much fun. This is too much fun. This is yeah. way better than anything I read this week. This is just this is just stupid, over the top violence, basically, which is great <laughs> because you you, you see the, you know, the, these all powerful superheroes, you know, especially in Superman's case and Batman's case, you know, they end up always kind of you know not doing going as far as they could, and these versions just don't give a shit. Not the least bit. Yeah, not even a little bit. Nah, like I said, freaking Superwoman just left the president of the United States there to die. And Superman, Ultraman, on a good day doesn't care. Yeah, but now he's possessed by freaking Star of the Conqueror over here. How would you have written it? I like the way it's going so far. 
This has been this has been real interesting. You got some armchair booking on this one, man. For what's gonna no, happen? No, I'm just interested to see where it's going with it, cause like you know, you know, I'm interested to see what what Starro's actual intentions are, cause the whole story with the um, you know, with the crime syndicate is always their revert. Everybody on their world is reverse. So freaking, you know, all the Justice League are bad guys, while all the bad guys are good guys. You know, like uh, the Joker was a jester and he was a superhero. Of course. And Lex Luthor was uh, Lex Luthor was Shazam or Mazaz in uh, when they did freaking oh, the new 52 had when they they debuted him in the new 52. And so I'm, I'm interested to see why Starro is trying to possess all the supervillains. Like is Starro inherently a good per- a good character then? And is Starro trying to get the Earth back on track, basically? Why wouldn't it be? It makes perfect sense, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, we, then all of a sudden, you know, you know, Starro's, they're going to take Wonder Woman. But then out of nowhere, we see a gigantic green sword start just destroying all the Starros. And it turns out it's Power Ring, who's Jon Stewart Green Lantern. And, you know... He comes to Superwoman's aid, but then we turn around and it turns out that uh, star all the other Starro characters are coming after Power Ring, and we see um, we see Firestorm, we see Martian Manhunter, we see either Deadman or Ragman, we see Doctor Fate, and they're all obviously you know reversed in this reality, so they're all trying they're all Starroed and they're all trying to kill. Power ring, and he's he just turns around. And he's like, "Where the hell did all these guys come from?" And just the battle just continues, and they're trying to get everything handled. And they're they're all look like they're about to die, but all the um, the crime syndicate who all had their power ring was able to take off all their Starro conquerors, so they're at least back to quote unquote normal. And but, you know, all you hear is Power Ring talking about their, you know, an intelligent race of or world-conquering beast, and then the ring, the ring has its own personality. So the ring's talking about that's a bit slanted, don't you think? Regardless, the important thing Completely. is that they're that I found their weakness, and then freaking, uh, we think that's the the Power Ring talking. Turns out it's actually Owl Man. Hell yeah! Who just walked up, you know, slinging some. Uh, some arms of sorrows over his shoulder, this, but he's got the uh, he's got Power Rings battery in his hand. This is the sort of thing that made me pop so hard during uh, Darkest Night, Brightest Day was the random superheroes getting introduced uh, that we should know, but all of a sudden, like, does anyone know what we can do? And we got D Lister raise his hand, like, yeah, this is gonna suck, but okay, I'll do it. <laughs> yep. God damn, man! Like, all right, I gotta go back. I gotta go Ed's and buy it. Like, what would no, you? Say, it's, it's solid. What would you say our uh, official store should be? Ah, I don't even think we need one, man. I'm I'm down to just kind of travel around a little bit. Freaking, I was able to go to. I hit up Muse this week and picked up some. Uh, Lady, it's a uh, Mechanica. I'm working my way through. Picked up the first volume of that. I've got. I've I, got. I hit up. 
If you like it, I bought the very first one and I didn't like it because I fucking hate steampunk, but I bought it because it was a good, it looked pretty. If you like it, you can have number one. I got the first print. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's been it's been solid so far. That was like but five I years I, ago. Yeah, it's it's been a while. They're on, I think they're on six full volumes right now, six different miniseries they've utilized. I went over to Vans the other day and picked up a copy of Uncanny X-Men 282. Which is the uh, the first appearance of Bishop? Eighteen bucks. Eighteen bucks, little man. <laughs> Put that shit in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> if that shit doesn't show, then you owe me, owe, owe me, me, owe me, owe. Jungle but yeah, no, it's good <laughs> stuff, man. Freaking. But I'm not freaking. You know, Ed's is Ed's is great. Love Ed's over there on Powers, and uh, I can never remember the freaking cross street. I always want to say Constitution. But it's, I think it's Palmer Park, actually. It's Palmer Park and Powers. Palmer Park and Powers. We got Muse on... By the, the, old, the old dead Kmart. The old dead abandoned creepy homeless sanctuary Kmart. Dude, that place has been abandoned for like 15 years. That Legit. Was, that, that was a good-ass Kmart when it was a Kmart. Yeah. We got Vans on Mid-Academy and like... Okay, so if you're headed south on Powers... It's uh, Muse and uh, Constance. Muse and Dan's are pretty close to each together. They're like two or three minutes apart, I feel okay. like. Two or three minutes apart. We got, we got uh, Iron Lion right off of, uh, right by the uh, Red Robin. Mm-hmm. On, by the Walmart on uh, Academy and something. <laughs> and uh, Jub- uh, Jub- Jubilee. Is it Jubilee? I don't, I don't know that one. Um... We've got that weird, creepy place in Manatee that you'll randomly find some good stuff. Yeah, freaking that place is... If you look hard enough, you'll find some good stuff there. Yep. Vans. Yeah, because I know they closed, uh, they closed the one by on Powers by the movie theater. That bummed me out, man. It was one of the best... It was one of my favorite things to go get my haircut, go get some comics, and go see a movie. Yeah. All uh, right, there. Freaking, escape, you can do it, the whole thing in thirty minutes. Escape velocity. Escape uh, velocity. I don't know if the one that da- they had one downtown too. I'm not sure if that one's still open or man, not. I, ho- I hope it's still open. This, th- those guys, they will curate things for you. Like so, mm-hmm. like I remember one time I was working downtown when I was uh, doing a uh, mortgage processing. My uh, HQ was like. A five-minute walk away downtown. I love just working downtown and getting some Indian food, all that good stuff. But I just go to Escape Velocity. I remember um, I was checking out, and they had this like spinner rack, this like this giant spinner rack with like thick comics, and they they had things in like foil wrap. And I saw the uh, you remember Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah. I. They had the tops comics all wrapped, all six of them, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck that." And I looked, but then my eyes caught that Mike Mignola did all the artwork on them. Oh, okay. Yeah, and not only did each issue came like polybagged and had a trading card, but Mike Mignola did all the all the work on that one. And we're talking Hellboy here for for everyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I spent ten bucks on that. Um, Man, uh, the first six issues of Southern Cross with my homeboy, uh, Belanger, uh, you'll meet him, uh, with, with Becky Clunan, 
five dollars for six comics. All just all polybag, just wrapped in some plastic, and just buy the set. Just buy the goddamn set. Get it off our get it off our shelves. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Happy, happy to. Um, I bought some Ducktales comic books, some Darkwing Duck comic books, um, some Archie old Digest. There, uh, they just wrap. They just would wrap up fun and just at a discount price, man. Sounds awesome. Shoot. Uh, I really hope they're still open. Shit, we gotta, uh, goddamn after uh, after the gym, uh, we set up the. Let's go find. Let's go. Let's go find uh, Skip Velocity. Because yeah. we're gonna be hungry as shit, man. Like, jeez, like how many slices of pizza did we eat last time? <laughs> we hit up one. A... <laughs> and we get those one big pieces. And we get those garlic knots too. Yeah, garlic knots are bomb. Garlic knots, Hell's Kitchen, just chilling with the. Uh... God, I want to forget his name. Cardona. Cardona. Cleared. He's cleared, kinda. <laughs> Like I said, I don't know if they constitute. I don't, I, I'm interested to see what they constitute as cleared, but it is what it is. It is what it is. As long, uh, but I, I trust them to be safe. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I trust him. I don't. I don't at all. I trust I think, him to be safe. I don't trust uh, his opponent to be safe. I don't even trust that. Freaking, God damn. No, freaking. If, if he was safe, he wouldn't have been wrestling this whole time. It's what it is. Some, sometimes you gotta freaking police people for their own good. Right. Alright, so we got Crime Syndicate, and last thing I got is X-Men. Um, this one, back to higher state of consciousness, man. We have uh, Darwin. Let me pull it up mm-hmm. here. Where are we going? Give me one second here. Here we go. We got X-23, Darwin, and Sink that are infiltrating the vault in South America. You know the uh, autonomous universe that is within the uh, Super Sentinel? Mm-hmm. And they infiltrate the system. They were specifically picked to find the mutants within this community to bring them out and obviously invite them to Krakoa. But... As they infiltrate the uh, systems here, we're talking almost a hundred years passes. Oh wow! And because they were specifically picked because of their you know slow aging healing factors, uh, the design of what they were doing on on the spatial fracture here, like were like they break it down in this glorious geometrical pattern, and we're talking like hundreds uh decades pass all their all of their uh, moves to infiltrate and destroy this place and find the true mutants are completely destroyed and Darwin's captured the sex 23 in sync they're in love it's been 80 years and eventually they break out but x23 has to sacrifice herself and it's just sink, and he makes it out of the, he makes it out of the vault. They were waiting for him, as he's as it, his dying breath was professor, and just blast the face. I mean, just 
like it just you know mutant blast destroyed him but he wakes up out of the out of the egg and Xavier heard him he's the only one that knows what happened in the hundred something years they were there oh wow and him and X-23 fell in love like to the point where he was able to call her Laura and they they bring back a sink and uh, of course Laura because they were both killed and they have no memory of what's going on there because the, the last memory backup was before they went into the vault but he's the only one that remembers and we got Cyclops you know give him a pat on the shoulder uh, I gotta say man a pat on the shoulder from Cyclops that you did a good job boy yeah mm-hmm. yeah Nice. Yeah, nice. And she comes out of it. Xavier gives her back her memories from before she comes in. So what the fuck are you looking at? And, and he's looking at her just staring longingly. He's like, yeah, okay. I think of the lifetimes I've spent with this person. But I know them better than anyone else on this planet. Maybe more than anyone else ever will. And I have to wonder, how do I explain such a thing? How do you even start a conversation? As he looks at the love of his life resurrected with no memory of their love and she just gives him that blank ass fucking x-23 stare snicked what the fuck you looking at and he just smiles yeah okay that'll work and <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking higher state of consciousness here that like we're, we're talking there's a vault of people beyond time that are mutants and this is this is this is in between stories here i i, I imagine they're gonna hickman's gonna do something of this in two three years uh, the way it was popping so hard that they they brought strife back. This this yeah. is gonna, this is going to be a slow burn. This like anyone else that bought this comic book waiting for Wolverine to slash someone and we get a kick ass adventure, they're missing the point. And we're getting true blue drama. And I know that sounds kind of gay and stupid, but like. <laughs> We're getting we're, we're we're getting true blue drama here. It, it, it was it, like we we get we get all of their escaped attempts, and they can't break out because the the inhabitants of the vault know that they're mutants. And in order to get out, you have to pass this threshold. But in order to pass the threshold, you have to have a certain DNA signature. And that's when uh, Sink like she shoves them through it. She fends everyone off. They, they're trying to rescue Darwin. Darwin's dead. He spent 50-something years in isolated captivity. Oh, jeez. Learning, learning to get out of his cage. 100-something years, man. And then all of a sudden, he gets his memories back, and he's young again. And, and he's looking at Laura. And I I feel bad even saying Laura because I feel like you're not allowed to call her that. <laughs> yeah. And this is this is a slow burn. And in order to understand it, you have to invest, you have to read, and you got to keep it in the back of your mind when Hickman pulls this trump card out and says, "Now it's time to fucking go into the world, the vault." Just these little breadcrumbs, like this, like yeah, I know you like adventure, I know you like action, but like. Give me a chance to shine as an artist. Yeah, every now and then, just give a give a little slice of humanity to the characters, and you know, it can't all just be freaking blood and guts. Agreed. And I can't wait for this to to pay off. I mean, like, it took almost a year and a half before we got X of Swords. Mm-hmm. And X of Swords was like 
God damn, can you kiss me in the mouth for take me to take me to dinner? <laughs> like, but okay, yep. but okay, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Guess I'm losing my virginity now. Uh, this is a good slow burn, man, and uh, I hope you can pick one up just to see how invested these two were in each other in collecting the data. It didn't matter which one got out because they knew they'd be resurrected. Yeah. But what mattered was that at least one of them got out. And the sacrifice is worth it. I mean, Darwin is getting like they 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 reprogrammed, like they they there's three different uh, versions of the people in the vault, and like one one point one, you know, one point two, one point three, and as they enhance their security and their uh, ability to you know telekinesis, uh, like they're they're trying to make build the perfect being, and that's the antithesis of what's the mutants are that they're all accidents you know you're born a mutant these people are yeah. manufacturing themselves to be the most highly efficient killers thinkers lovers uh all aspects and they're they've got darwin because uh there was a darwin tried to fight the hulk once and you know darwin's powers are that his powers are going to match you to beat you and yeah. when darwin tried to fight the hulk his powers teleported him a thousand miles away because it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it wasn't going to happen. And, God, th- this introspective, like, this is one of those things that took me about, like, I gotta say, and I'm like, Shavadi, it probably took me an hour to read this comic book. Because it was one of those things where you had to stop, think, reflect, and realize that this story isn't going to pay off for a really long time. You got something in your hands, spent three three fifty, and this is gonna pay off, and not just in a collector sense, like ooh, I bought, I I'm, I'm, I got the OG copy. No. Yeah. No, this this sort of comic book influenced my actual day to day life. Really? Yeah. Of, of of introspectiveness of like, hey, you're having a good moment. Pretend you just came back from the past, and you're re enjoying it. Because this is an important moment, and make sure you're on your best behavior. It it it, it legit influenced my life, and I, I know that sounds stupid, but like it did. Well, I can see it, man. It make, I mean, it makes sense. Freaking, you think about it, like, what can you do with that? You know, it's good stuff. It's good shit. Especially when like, you're looking back and like, oh, you know, what would you know, over a long life, like, what did I, what did you do with that time? What do I want to do with the time left, you know? Yeah, and he's reborn. And the love of his life, who he knows for goddamn sure, took almost 100 years for it to develop, like 80 years for him to be able to call her on a first-name basis, mm-hmm. to the point where they're lovers and actual, like, true blue, like, together. And he's reborn. He's the only one that remembers because Xavier saved, you know, downloaded a copy of his brain before they destroyed him. And he's reborn, and she just pulls her, what the fuck are you looking at? And, like, he's looking at, you'll learn. <laughs> you'll you'll get it. It was such a good slow burn, man. It, it was like, you know when you read, a, like, a Stephen King novel, and it takes, like, eight chapters for something to happen? Mm-hmm. That was what this was like. Oh, nice. Okay. A good slow burn. Very minimal action. A lot of trying to escape, and who's like it took him that long to figure out. Just as long as one of them gets out, 
we'll learn and figure out what the hell's going on. But like, keep in mind, the vault is inside of a uh, a super sentinel. Yeah. In the Savage Land. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. In the Savage Land. And they they've evolved past what mutants can be and are now like disciples of eugenics where we have to create a new race and upgrade people. But that's what I got on that man. I'm sorry, like like I said, I was it was one of those uh higher state of conscience ones. Like you, you no, no, you're good, dude. Freaking it's it's interesting. It's always interesting though, because like when you talk about freaking, you know, we're trying to do physical perfection as far as, you know, being the smartest, the strongest, the fastest and all that. Right. Like to different people, that means so many different things. This one, You know, and it's like, you know, you, you having one person or one group of people in charge of that kind of like, you know, what, you know, what standard are you holding yourselves to? So that's definitely an interesting thought process. I'm excited because it's probably going to be about a year before they develop this story and just have that nice slow burn while... I mean, they, 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 they've they barely wrapped up who the main X-Men uh, roster is going to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. A good, fun gimmick. But then also, if you don't like that gimmick, you've got this too. You've a lot of a lot of different aspects here uh it's not just like when you're reading onslaught and like you gotta get every single issue yeah no pick and choose here have fun with your mutants find your mutant um i mean like we always argue back and talk uh, back and forth like nxt aw wb impact but we found our guys there's no yeah there's no winning the argument but at the same time though it's it's nice to hear who your homeboy's dude is or chick is, you know? Yeah. And I'm fully invested in this one, man. This is this 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 reminds me of the first time my dad bought me a prison and showed me how to defract light. Oh, okay. And like it's a little bit different. Like you gotta think harder. You gotta yeah. Think, you gotta think harder. And this is this is ah oh, goddamn it, I'm popping. I'm sorry, I'm popping. Stop me. <laughs> You're <laughs> Stop good, man. Stop me, man. Shit, today, man, I spent, like, half the day, uh, I got home late last night and had some, uh, red chili, red chili, green chili burrito with potatoes and sausage and green, like, chopped up green chili. I spent half the day on this fucking crapper day. <laughs> it's, it's, I can see why. It's Jesus. just, it's just nice to know that there's some literature out there because it was a hard day. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, sounds like you sounds like it was a shits. It was a shits. It was <laughs> it was one of those days where like, well, exceeded all my break time. <laughs> yeah, yet I still need more. Yes, I I still need more. Like on on the way home, gotta stop at the Seven Eleven. But that's all I got for this week, man. Uh, we got WrestleMania coming up. I I really. I haven't really watched WB in probably about two years. The last time I remember watching WB, other than NXT randomly, um, was Royal Rumble last year when Edge showed up. And, oh, nice. And everyone popped, and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Aww. I don't care. I don't care. I'm glad y'all are probably. Don't care. 
Yeah, it's definitely. I'll, I'll watch the occasional episode of SmackDown with my kid because he really likes a couple of guys on there. Really, they like some some Roman Reigns and whatnot. But like, it's even that's a rarity. Like, if I happen to be home on a Friday night, I'll we'll, we'll take a look. Right. Well, you get off. So. You get off of work uh, a little bit late, and we've got some uh, commentary record. We got Batter Up coming up. Um, yeah, Batter Up this Saturday's CSW. If you're in the Springs area, kind of check it out. Feel free to feel free to come by if you're getting tickets still available. Blah blah blah. Ten bucks. Door. Ten bucks. Ga. Yeah. Apparently, we're gonna get a uh, appearance from Toasty. The Ooh. mascot for the Colorado Vibes. So oh, toasty. So if you're a if you're a Vibes fan, come check it out. Ah, uh, Bush League Baseball is always the best, man. <laughs> it's true. They try harder. They try harder. Uh, the the peanuts are the the peanuts are cheaper, and the beers a two buck two dollars cheaper. I remember spending like twenty dollars on two beers. No, it was like twenty five dollars on two beers in a collector cup at a at a Rocky show with my sister. Yeah, sounds about right. Yep. And uh, the funny thing was, is that uh, I had a I had a flask of whiskey. Robin had a uh, my sister had a Red Bull in her pocket. I had this stuff but my junk, and they patting her down and they find this uh, water bottle. And uh, no, I didn't have a flask of whiskey. I had a water bottle full of vodka, in ah. in tucked in my junk. And uh, they find a Red Bull in her cargo her cargo pocket, and they like drink it, throw it away, drink it. And, uh, <laughs> we just, somebody to chug that bottle of vodka. She, That'd be amazing. She chugged it and I was like, Hey, you thirsty? Well, while she's finishing it she's like, yeah, I'm thirsty. And I, and I, and I pull out a water bottle that he didn't notice they even had. And she takes this huge ass swig and hands it to me. And, uh, she was, she was, been, she was pissed. She was been a dick. And she's like, man. I'm sure glad we graduated from the University of Oklahoma so we're not a bunch of asshole TSA dickheads stopping me from smuggling in a Red Bull as she chugs a, a bottle of, 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 of fucking vodka. And, oh, wow. and and she looks over to, hey, Dad, where would you graduate from? And uh, you guys graduated from the uh, University of Oklahoma. Where'd that guy graduate from? And Rob was like, probably some triple C bullshit. Aww. <laughs> And my mom's my mom was horrified. Like she's watching us being complete dickheads, and she's like, "You shame that man." I'm like fuck him. She made him chug his her fucking Red Bull. And she's like, <laughs> "You you snuck in a bottle of whiskey." No, we didn't sneak in anything. Actually, I pulled it out, <laughs> handed it to her. Yeah, it looks like water. Fuck it. <laughs> Classic Team Torres shitheadism. And then, of course, we spent like 25 bucks on two beers, even though we had a <laughs> water bottle full of fucking vodka. <laughs> oh, that's a Team Torres logic right there. A team Torres logic, man. So if I'm smuggling something to something, if uh, Morales is, needs a little sippy sip, some rum? I am a little bit. Some rum, or you want to get fucked up, but I don't know. That's what we do. We walk through minefields. We just dissected, like, eight comic books, like, logically. And uh, the question of the week is, uh, favorite WrestleMania moment? Colin and Josh. Colin and Josh at minefieldscomicspodcast.com. Send us everything you got. 
talk some shit, tell us you hate us, tell us you love us, you give a shit. We'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Or Morales just won't book you. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't got the, I ain't, I ain't got the book, brother. It's not on me, brother. You've you've got all the, the other guy, brother. You've got the book, brother. Brother, I got you, no book, brother. brother. Brother, you got a book. We just talked about. We just talked about all my books. That's what I got. <laughs> brother, please calm down. Brother, you're, you're getting excited. I'm an excitable guy, brother. Brother, 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 brother. Brother, this is dangerous, and this transmission is over. Brother. Brother.